0: Talk Live, we are launching into our number one of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Last night, last, I don't know, half an hour of the last hour of the program, we got into an extended conversation with one of the early movers uh, of the Free State Project named Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale, who had at one time, as of the last, oh, I don't know, month and a half or so, uh, had been a very, very big Ron Paul supporter. Uh, mm-hmm. So big to the point that uh, that he had put a, one of the Ron Paul window stickers, adhesive things, on the, the back of his vehicle. Huge, huge sticker, right? Right. I don't even have – I mean, I like Ron Paul and support the guy, but I haven't even gone that far. Um, So he had been that excited, and then he started talking to some of the apolitical people that had moved as part of the Free State Project, and they managed to convince him that voting is an immoral act and that he should have nothing to do with it, basically. I am certainly summarizing his position. Right. And now, we, I
1: know he posted on the BBS about this today. Did he? I, okay.
0: Well, there's an extended thread on the NHFree.com forum about an, It's this. an
1: extended thread on, thread on uh, our BBS also, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet.
0: I've been uh, I've been delving through it. I've gotten through about ten pages of the one on NHFree. I haven't seen the one on the Free Talk Live BBS yet. But uh, it's been been very interesting conversation, interesting back and forth between those who... Uh, and, and it's actually been a conversation mostly between voluntarist, uh, anarchist, free marketeer types... Um, arguing over whether or not it is or isn't immoral to, uh, to vote. Right. So it's, it's been very enlightening, very interesting. And I wanted to continue discussing that issue, especially with Wayne here, as um, of, of the three of us, all of us being early movers of the Free State Project, Wayne being here the longest of the three. And um, and just as an outside perspective, because after the show was over last night, Mark, you and I continued to uh, to go at it, tete tete on uh this particular issue. Yep. I was I'm up I'm upset at the idea that people um don't,
1: you know, that choose not to vote.
0: Well, I I think that uh what I want to talk about here is why I think that both your position and Dale's position from last night are both counterproductive. Okay. Um that neither of you really should be upset, but you both have reasons to be upset. And I think that uh it's just a bad situation to be in. At the same time, I definitely want to hear Wayne chime in here. Uh, Let me start with where you were last night, Mark, and then we'll just go into some of the comments I have from from last night's Mm -hmm. discussion. We'll recap as necessary. After the show, you stated to me that you believed that the actions of the apolitical people here in uh, in New Hampshire, those who have moved as part of the Free State Project, which again is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving people all moving to the same state in order to be activists for liberty. We all know that being an activist means you can do what you think is right. So that means everything from political activity to outside the system civil disobedience and that sort of thing. Your statement was essentially that you believe the actions of the apolitical civil disobedience crowd is possibly going to ruin uh the free state project.
1: That's not what I said. Um what I said was there will be a schism and um a, you know a, because there's people, you know, on two different sides here. I happen to be on one side, so yeah, I mean, you know, like, if, if there's a team to pick, I know which team I'm picking. But that doesn't mean that I think it's the other people's fault. And I think that, um, I just, I think that there's going to be a, a problem over it. And, you know, an organization, a, a group that's this incipient, new, with a schism in it, may not be able to handle it.
0: Okay. And your rationale was that you didn't believe that if you were on the outside, if Mm -hmm. you weren't Mark from Free Talk Live, if you were just Mark, guy who's interested in liberty, doing something else with his life, and that you were looking at the Free State Project and, and you were seeing what was going on, and... You did understand that there are different things going on as, as part of the, the Free State Project. The people that are Free State Project members are doing a wide variety of different things. But it was your position, as I understood it, that if you were on the outside looking in, considering a move, that you would be turned off so much by the actions of the, uh, the apolitical types that it would prevent you from joining the Free State Project.
1: It, 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 and or um, if I had joined, that I may not move. As You know, at, at early, certainly.
0: It was my, uh, of course, I suggested that I didn't think that people that were thinking that way mm-hmm. would necessarily have been the best activists anyway if, a, you know, the actions of a few individuals um, scared them away from a, from a great concept like the Free State Project. And I also pointed out that I thought that the actions of the apolitical people are also drawing people to the Free State Project at the same time. Now, before we go on, I want to hear Wayne on this, you know, as somebody who... Wasn't you know you didn't move here for Free Talk Live, Mark. If he wasn't on this show, would still be sitting in Florida mm-hmm. waiting for the Free State Project to get to twenty thousand. So without Free Talk Live, Mark wouldn't have been a Free State Project early mover. You would have been either way. So, you know, looking at the activity that's going on over the last three years in New Hampshire, uh, some of the civil disobedience that's happened here. How do you feel that? Um, how would you feel? Were you not actually in
2: New Hampshire? Were you still looking from the outside in? Well, first, I'm not an apolitical type. <clears throat> I tend to be political. However, if uh, I had the choice of two candidates who were media anointed where there really wasn't a choice, I might decline to vote myself. And, sure. In the past same, I have. Same, same here. In the past, I have. And, but the way things are going, and by the way, I do respect their right not to vote if they don't want to, and I think that it's healthy to have a percentage of people up here, liberty lovers, who do push the envelope, because then it makes small government people look mainstream. So I agree with it's that. the law of contrast. I'm not. I'm not against that either. Yeah. So I, I basically respect their right not to do that and be apolitical if they like. Would it have turned you off at all? No. No. Not at all. I, I like having that edginess about a group of people. Would it have had
0: any uh, effect on you? Would it have been uh, somewhat more attractive to you, or nullif- you know, nullification? Nothing. Uh, no change. No
2: change because I. I think you have to see the whole picture. Uh, the, the people, the liberty lovers who are moving here, are. They're not the same. They don't fit a demographic. They're, they're men, they're women, they're uh, people with some money, people without any money. There's just so many different types of people that are drawn to the Free State Project, and it's all about freedom. And there's different yep. ways to express freedom, and there's different ways to fight for freedom. We're all doing it the way we all see fit. And if they want to do that, you know, right now about half of the people don't vote in this country. So if you look at all the free staters, I, I bet you there's more than half that do vote. So I think so. So I would agree with that, and probably eighty
0: percent.
1: I, I I would guess that that's the part that I find most frustrating. Is like we know what's going to happen if you don't vote. We've seen it here in America. Um, more than half, like half, don't vote. Period. Um, and the only and and some of a great deal of the ones that vote only vote for a party, uh, or they vote for president. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, okay. okay. Right. And
0: and that's where I think your problem is, Mark. Um, I I understand that you know you generally the way you've handled yourself on the air towards the actions of the apoliticals towards the civil disobedience i think has been pretty professional i think that you haven't you haven't denigrated them you haven't you know downed on them for doing what they're doing you haven't necessarily you know embraced it um you're not going to do it yourself but you've been fair to them and i think that you've been okay at uh, at, at least I've certainly been more friendly towards uh, the ideas than you, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good to have you here questioning and that sort of thing cause that's a that's a healthy process and allows me to jump in and, and defend what they're doing and, and really come to the forefront. But but you haven't been vitriolic, you haven't been mean, you haven't attacked any of them, and I think that's good. And looking at some of the posts from, you know, what I saw online, uh, Dale who called last night, I read some of his posts. I think that what he's been encountering over the past couple of weeks is he has shifted in a direction that has taken him away from the idea that uh, voting is, is okay for him. He mm-hmm. has come to the conclusion that it's not. And I think that what he's encountering, and he's, getting, you know, he's he's not necessarily getting it from you, but he got it from you last night. What what really affected him was that he's been, uh, you know, he's still hanging out with the political people. He's getting people. lambasted. We're all still friends. Mm-hmm. It's just that the uh, the political people are essentially they're they're being pushy um, about about wanting him to for instance he mentioned make phone calls for Ron Paul um you know get out and do sign wavings go and vote these sorts of political activities that he recently has found distasteful personally mm-hmm. and he's felt um pressured i mean anybody Everybody's felt pressured, whether it be by a sure. you know a salesperson or something like that, or a loved one. Pressure you know. is when you don't want to do something. Pressure stinks. Right, and of course it's going to you know possibly make you boil over at some point. So I think that was, to some extent, what was happening last night was a little bit of boil over, and uh, and you sort of layered on a little bit of pressure at the same time. I want to explore that a little bit more. Also talk about where I think Dale's position is also kind of productive in that his position is well, wow, what you're doing is immoral, and I think that can also Cause some real conflict between groups. I don't think that's necessary. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, eight hundred-two five nine ninety-two thirty-one. That's the Sacle CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. Ed Wayne. And Mark. One-eight eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. five nine-9231. Join us on our website at Freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both waiting for you. At freetalklive.com, we give them away. Hey, you can wow and amaze your techie friends with the new Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet they 're the perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at zerotoys dot com that 's zerotoys dot com I like any toy that combines
1: science with fun, and I think that that's yeah. how kids uh, you know kids really learn well that way absolutely it 's
0: fun stuff eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one we 're talking about a, a serious conversation that started last night on the program. Of course, if you missed it, you can go and uh, grab the archives but but we 're essentially recapping the situation basically they 're there is a bit of a little ideological rift uh, in between, and I would say that's about as far as it goes right mm-hmm. now. Nobody's uh, hating on each other over this. There's no nobody has cried over this issue. <laughs> uh, it's it's more of an ideological um, rift, and I think it's something that can, that can be healed to an extent. And uh, and that's what I want to engage in. I want to engage in a process of healing. <laughs> Everybody so, hug. So last night we're gonna have a little radio hug here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. uh, <laughs> last night. Again, we had Dale call in uh, an early mover of the Free State Project. He's recently moved away from the realm of politics and become completely apolitical to the point where he's essentially rejecting uh, helping out with the Ron Paul campaign. And... Inevitably that sort of a you know, what seems like a dramatic change it, to others is going to frustrate people that had been enjoying uh, people like Dale's help up until that poor, Dale's help into up until that point and so he started feeling some pressure from the political types. Pressure to uh, you know, to get on the, the phones and make phone calls for Ron Paul, pressure to, to go out and vote for Ron Paul, do sign wavings and that sort of thing. And uh, that that's an uncomfortable thing. Nobody really wants to be feeling pressured, and it can and and that sort of pressure can make you want to just back away even further. And I think that's that's what he was feeling, and I'm sure other people have felt it as well. Um, certainly, people that are are political are very passionate about their politics, and I can see how people could get really excited. I could see how they could get a little zealous and pushy, and I think they need to be aware of that. You know, if somebody if it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, it doesn't hurt to say, hey, Dale, will you help us make some phone calls for Ron Paul? No, not interested. Leave it there. Leave it right there. I'm with you on that.
1: Um, like, for instance, I, I don't want to be involved necessarily in all the uh, the, the, the activities that go on um, as far as you know, people that might be involved in the Free State Project. It, you know, what it, whatever it is that's offered. Sometimes I want to do it. Sometimes I don't want to do it. And I want to be able to do it when I feel like doing it. Um, I think that that's something
0: entirely different than a refusal to vote. Uh, No, because these are people who have determined whether you think they're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. They've determined that the path for them in life does not come anywhere near politics. And that includes participating in the voting process. You can be upset by that, Mark. That's your, it's your prerogative, but I don't think that you should be upset by it. These are people that are picking a different path from you, mm-hmm. and as Wayne pointed out, and I agree completely, this was one of the points I wanted to make tonight, I don't care what you do for liberty. I don't care if you don't ever vote in your entire life. I don't care if you don't go out and participate in any political activities. Uh, I don't care if all you do is politics. I don't care. Whatever you feel is right for you is what you should do, and I would never question that. And I I don't think that it's any of really your business, Mark, whether what? or not somebody goes and uh, participates in this particular process. A process that these people find uh, morally repugnant to them. Now, that's where you guys are going to disagree, and that's where the conversation should stay. You shouldn't get upset about it. It's not like they're uh, doing anything to personally harm you. They're just not participating, and that's their business, and it's their prerogative. You should just leave it there, not be upset and go focus on and go focus on getting people who you know have a chance of voting to vote for the person that you're looking to vote for. it's just like when you're out doing outreach for libertarian outreach, which you've come along with me um, sometimes to do these things Marbury. But I've done my own where we give out the world's smallest political quiz, and we talk to people about uh, about things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that. You've got to move through the numbers. Some people you might really like, they might not necessarily be on board with uh, with your position. Oh well, move on. There's always somebody new to talk to who's going to be a better prospect. You don't let those people get to you. I think the issue here is that you like, you know, you like Dale, you like these people. You want them to be like, you know, to do what you think is right, and it's frustrating to you that they aren't necessarily interested.
2: And I think that's just, you just need to come to accept that. You know, I think it was Dale about a month ago who passed me on a road and he gave me the thumbs up because I had a Ron Paul bumper sticker on my car. Mm-hmm. And I think it was him when you describe his uh, his car and his sign. I think it's on the back window of his car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I saw him. But, you know, I, I always look for opportunities, open windows, open doors to promote liberty. And I think this situation is a little unique with Ron Paul because I think that we genuinely have a choice this time if we exercise our, our right to put him in office if we can uh so i think it's a missed opportunity and it might be foolish not to uh, try to do something here but in trying to control other people i'm the one who ends up being controlled i, yes. I strongly believe in that so i i don't uh, i have no judgment call whatsoever i just think that that there uh, people who are apolitical are going to lose their right to be apolitical at some point if we don't turn things around in this country well now we 're getting into a completely different
0: conversation, and I'm that not is done the, with this one and that 's the exploring of the concept of well is voting immoral? should people vote right. that sort of thing and there are lots of different positions on that, and mm-hmm. they 're all very, very interesting. but did you have something well, else? My, my point is is um
1: that I, I believe that the political types, you know, for political type free staters versus the apolitical type free staters, that the political type free staters are going to feel uh, put upon um, because the non political types are going to do whatever they're going to do, and that evol- involved, has involved some very odd sorts of protests in the past. I've kept my mouth largely shut about them because I feel supported by them. Be- and But when they when the political types begin to say you know what i don't feel so supported then they're going to then they're going to withdraw their support do you understand like it's it's going to be it, it it's about um people choosing sides and I I
0: don't think that you should see it that way. I think that's a problem with Mm -hmm. with the way you're thinking about this, Mark.
1: Let me me give you a scenario, all right? Suppose that for Liberty, uh, I think that the best thing for me to do for Liberty is to smear myself in my own feces and run through town with a giant flag that says, Free marketeers love crap, Right. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> now, uh huh. And now you know. And and then I want to hang out with you. And I want you know. I want you to maybe you know, we give won't me... let
2: maybe we we'll won't let you hang out with us.
1: Right. Maybe you won't. <laughs> like maybe right. maybe maybe you'll say that my activities are you know stupid. And if somebody asks you about oh are you a free marketeer too? <laughs> well, what about that no guy? One has, that, that no one has, has ever asked
0: you. No one has ever asked you to come to anybody's defense. Uh, they, on these they, issues. They haven't. And, in fact, there's nothing wrong with stating your position on something. Right. And, and But I, to get upset because you think the actions of some individuals are going to soil the group is almost a bit of collectivism uh, in action there in your head, Mark. And I think I'm that's say- what you need to reject is that these are individuals and they make choices. And I can tell you, Mark, that in the history of just a libertarian party, which I'm not active in anymore... I'm not threatening a schism, Ian. I'm
1: saying that I see one coming down the pipe well, look, and i'm trying question. to explain it's in your head though mark it's, it doesn't need to be in my head what no it does
2: of people in the free state project do you think are apolitical uh, you know, movers or um, signers
1: movers movers probably maybe you know 20 percent 15 percent insignificant
0: more on the way we'll talk about it 800 well you should do something about that instead of complaining more coming up this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The sequel CAI toll-free line is 800-259-9231. We're talking about uh, different aspects of the whole um, not voting versus voting. Uh, I guess schism. Not Schism, I don't know if it's really the right word. Intellectual conflict that's going on in uh, the free state project. Right. It's, certainly, it's not a schism now. Right. And I don't think it has to be. Um, and and, and so''re we're, so we're, we're taking it from different angles, uh taking it from the practical angle of you know helping people work together better and at least understand each other better and also'll we'll, we'll, you can certainly delve back into the discussion of well you know is voting immoral because that 's sort of the the basis of the point of those who don't vote is that they believe that it's an endorsement of the state or it helps legitimize the state. We can talk more about that, but there's still, still some other things I wanted to touch on. And Wayne, you had started making a point during the break. I said, Wayne, hold off. Let's make that uh, when we come back. So uh, one moment, we'll get back into that. 800-259-9231 if you want to chime in on this. Uh, and you can also join us online at freetalklive.com. There is a Shrine of Female Listeners, and uh, there are dozens of ladies there that have uh, sent us their validated photo to prove they listened to the show. So head over to Shrine Shrine Shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation, limited liability company, living trust, or a will. LegalZoom.com. If you use code FTL,
0: you save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. So you would ask Mark a question, and then you made a point off the air. So if you could re-ask the question, then go where you were going to go with that.
2: Well, I asked Mark what percentage of, of free state movers he felt were apolitical, and he said twenty percent, which is about right, probably. Uh, but the, but across the United States, there's about about half the people, or more than half, don't even vote. So actually, when you consider the, the free state early movers, we have more political types as a percentage compared to the general society than than um, than you might think. Uh, interesting observation secondly those apolitical types even though they're pushing the envelope and they're doing different things that we might not agree with uh, as as uh, in their methodology uh, they're pushing the envelope. They're not doing anything. Uh, moral- I'd like to say morally- I agree with their methodology, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: I, I you might agree with agree their or methodology, or but you may not agree with like I, I, I made a scenario of a of a ludicrous uh, liberty fighter who, uh-huh. uh, yes. who who smears himself. I wouldn't and agree down. with that. I yeah. think that's
0: silly. It that, is that silly, would be silly, right?
2: Like, but, but the people who are pushing the envelope are not doing anything that I consider morally repugnant. In fact, they're they're in many people's eyes they're heroes. But it doesn't mean we would go out and do the same thing. But they're making a point. That's the whole thing. We're making a point to, to educate the public, to show people that we're losing our liberties and we have to stand up and be counted in any way we can possibly do it. Now, I, I think that, that voting can be an opportunity for peaceful revolution if you can find the right person to vote for, and, mo- and most of the time you can't. So <laughs> when, you do, when you are uh, afforded that opportunity, you should jump at it. And you know what? Sometimes the first president I voted for was Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with a lot of the things he had said when he first started campaigning. Yeah, I agree that, with the things he said, not with what he, necessarily with what he did. Exactly. And so I look back on that. Do I regret supporting Ronald Reagan? No, I don't. Because I, I still believe in those ideals, even though a lot of them were derailed by the people he surrounded himself with.
0: That's a good point. And the other thing you touched on was that um, the actions of the apoliticals, the civil disobedience, for instance, specifically, is uh, makes... The small government people look so much more reasonable reasonable by contrast, and so... To that extent, the small government uh, political type should really embrace that uh, that level of activism, as long as it's not something in the realm of crazy, like, you know, you were talking about smearing dung on yourself and running right. through town square.
1: But perception, that's, a, that's an issue of perception, though, Ian. Like, what you decide, what right. you you decide is crazy is, is different than what I decide is crazy. That's fine,
0: Mark. That's why we're on this show to effectively communicate what's going on. Obviously, you can't count on all the newspapers to get it right. Uh, but nonetheless, you can't sit there and, uh, and wring your hands and worry about what these other individuals are doing. For instance, in the Libertarian Party, there was a guy out in California that uh, apparently ran for office while dressed as a druid. And also he had uh, taken too much – I believe it's the same guy – he had taken too much um, – with colloidal silver And it had turned his skin blue Can't so, beat that So essentially <laughs> Some good stuff <laughs> You had a, a guy who had A
1: blue guy in a brown suit uh, a, br- a brown robe running for uh, Something out of a Doctor catcher. Who episode You know <laughs> And the guy
0: <laughs> He was running as a libertarian Did it destroy the libertarian party? No, people are still joining the, liber- li- joining the libertarian party Did some people distance themselves from it? A little social ostracism? Yeah, that's a healthy thing to do But you can't really sit there and Oh, what's going to happen? To the party, or what's going to happen to the Free State Project? You know, the fact is, most of the things they've done um, have been reasonable from a from a uh, lesser government perspective. It's just that some people are going to disagree, and there always are going to be people See, that
1: disagree. But it's the guy that turned himself blue that um, it gets the news. Do you understand? Like, hold hey. on, wait, wait, just a second. Wait before you go on. It took. It took two years for Joel Winters to even be eligible to run, and then there was one day, essentially. He got a couple of days of, of play out of it, even on this show, from running. I got a a full-page front Sunday feature um, on myself, but it was it, it was about my life. It yeah. took me 37 years to come up with that. I can, sure. I can smear dung over myself, all over myself, and run down the street tomorrow. I don't have to do anything. And the fact is, a lot of these people that, that come here and do the... Um, um, you know the the more non-violent, non-aggressive actions. Like they do, they they, they do stuff that that doesn't require. It doesn't require any for action, whereas the political stuff certainly requires a great I, deal. I don't
0: think that, you, well,
1: again... And do I think that the, the the Libertarian Party of California took a hit because the blue guy ran? Absolutely I do. There are people out there that read the news that, um you know, they'd heard a few things about the Libertarian Party. They see the word Libertarian, they see the blue guy, and they say... And the next time somebody says, well, so? I'm a
0: Libertarian, well, you're not blue. So, if if somebody ran as a Republican Liberty Caucus member and did some... Similar things? Would you resign your membership? Well, for one, Liber- uh, Re- Republican Liberty Caucus is a less memorable term.
2: Whatever, Mark. You can come up with that, whatever excuses you want do, to about Do all it. Republicans tap their feet in, in uh, bathroom
1: stalls? They, they don't all do that, but they they have enough. Um, they they've been around long enough. There's enough basis for it.
0: I think that
1: again, and I'm not saying that libertarians don't
0: have a certain amount of basis, but the Free State getting, Project has no basis. You are getting way too concerned and way too upset with what we're talking about here, with what the actions of these people are. I've as no, you, Ian, as Wayne I and I, I have pointed out, I am concerned
1: or upset. I have relationships with these people, but there are going to be there are Free State Project members and potential. Free voice State... Is getting much more. More state, you are clearly i'm, I'm concerned upset. about your opinion i'm not concerned about these people and what they're doing what i'm telling you is there's free state project members and there's um potential free state project members out there that do not have relationships with these people and therefore they say to themselves look i'm just not interested in being involved co- with the i guy. really
0: don't care mark and what I are you going to do don't. about it what
1: am i going to do get about it get on the air and keep bringing your hands about it i what, mean I, you know what difference what i'm not going to do anything ian i made a good. prediction
0: that's all. I made a it's, prediction. It's paranoid. It's, it's negative. Uh, and it's, I don't think that you should be there mentally. I well, look, think it's unhealthy I could, for I you. Could
1: make, I could do something. I mean, if you want me to, I could say, well, I'm not going to be on the air. I'm going to go on a boycott. from on Starting Saturday, I'm going to get leave the air, and I'm not going to come on the air until these people agree to vote for Ron Paul. Well, I mean, and I'll then see I'd you later. My, Then I'd have my own little vote thing. Huh. You know, I'd have my own little protest thing.
2: Yeah, you, I would be. You know what? I've met several movers and potential early movers who actually consider someone like Lauren Canario to be a hero.
1: Absolutely. I, absolutely. Know. Ian yeah. considers. He is an early mover that considers um, Lauren right. to be so a it hero. So he cancels it out, Mark.
2: Now, not everybody can spend 30 or 60 or 90 days in jail. Not everybody's willing to do that. Right. There but, aren't 20,000 Lauren Canarios in America. But that takes a lot of forethought. To, to be willing Thank to do you. that. Thank you. I agree. Because you Mark acts like this is no big deal. You
0: absolutely have to be prepared, both mentally and financially as well, in order to do some of these things. So I think that you aren't giving them enough credit, Mark, and I don't think it's fair to say that what the uh, the apolitical people are doing is somehow less worthy of their time than the Look, political people. Uh, no, no.
1: I'm not even talking about the Lawrence and the Russells of um, the Free State Project. Well, that's I'm, who it is, Mark. No, I mean, those are the, it's not. There are a great deal of the apoliticals out there that do crap my friend. They do nothing. They talk about how you shouldn't vote, and perhaps they'll show up at uh, one of these uh, non, you know, non-violent sort of rally things, and other than that, they do
0: nothing. Okay, Mark, again, here you are concerning yourself with the actions and the lives of other people. Why don't you focus on doing what you think is important instead of worrying yourself over what these I'm other people are and what their plans are? Mark, yet. how dare you suggest that they are in a position in life where they have the opportunity to do something? Perhaps they're working towards doing something. You don't Why know what they their plans here are. Then. Why don't you ask them? More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, bulletin board system, and more. We give it all away. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter what you're buying, pretty much anything in 41 categories, new and used. So even if you buy a used item, Free Talk Live still gets a percentage of the sale. Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, get your shopping done. American Consumer News is an online magazine which will provide you a steady stream of money-saving tips. There's never, You can never have enough money-saving tips. I want to save money. To help get you closer to financial freedom, the magazine discusses topics such as investing, real estate, frugality, debt reduction, and much, much more. That's AmericanConsumerNews.com. AmericanConsumerNews.com. We're talking about a bit of a uh, disagreement, an intellectual discussion that is apparently ongoing amongst members of the Free State Project. And I'm sure there are people talking about it outside of the Free State Project. It's just sort of come to a head uh, here recently recently. And we're talking about the apolitical people versus the political people; those who are interested in uh, engaging in politics, the political, and those who want nothing whatsoever to do with politics, usually because of reasoning like, "Well, we believe it's immoral to vote," and th- and that sort of thing. We can we can dis- dissect the morality of voting um, in a little while, but but I want to keep discussing um, Mark your position, and then I w- I really want to touch on where I think the apolitical people have gone wrong as well, because Mark, I think your attitude. Unhealthy. I think I don't have an attitude. Yes, Ian. you do. What is it's my very attitude? Clear to me. Tell me it's, my attitude. You're, you're being very, uh, very uh, bru- uh, brusque. I think very. Uh, you're, you're kind of being sharp tonight, and I don't think it's necessary. You sound upset. And uh, you sound indignant uh, over the fact that you believe that the apolitical types aren't doing anything. You asked, uh, when we turned off the microphones, you asked, you know, why did they come here if they aren't going to do anything? And I think that there are a group of people that have moved here who are both political and apolitical that aren't really doing much. At um, least they go out and vote. I mean, that was the purpose, right? Like, that's what the Free no. State Project... Was, uh, why so Don't read the Statement of Intent.
1: Oh, I understand what the Statement of Intent says. Why don't you... Um, why don't contrast, the, the, the guy who started it all. What
0: well, about what matters people? is the statement of intent. That's what people signed when they joined. So it doesn't matter what Jason Sorens thinks. He's a political guy, okay? so his no point intent in was that those that. people
2: come and vote. What about the people who come here and, and vote for socialism? Wouldn't you rather have people who come here and don't vote to we, steal we, the We have those people. Property? They're called Massachusetts. <laughs> we have other yeah. names, too.
0: Well, it doesn't matter what the founder originally thought when he founded the product uh, project. What matters is what it says when you join. That's what people read when they're joining the project. And the project, essentially, I don't have it in front of me, but to paraphrase it, it has to do with, you move here if you believe the maximum role of government should be you know, the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So clearly, that is an all-encompassing, uh, all-liberty-oriented people can move here. And again, uh, there are a lot of people who are political that are still under the radar, that aren't necessarily necessarily going out and doing anything and you know i don't really consider voting doing a whole lot myself uh, but again look it, it's important look it's
1: important if i run a candidate that i can count on a certain amount of people to vote and you, know, you can't the, the, more,
0: the we, more we ran a candidate here uh, a few weeks ago and we couldn't count on anything you can't count on people to come out and come out and vote we had people tell us they were going to come out and vote and then they just forgot were they about state it. project members no but how they many, forgot how many about pre-state
1: it? project members live in your ward Are registered in your ward Besides Two. yourselves, three? I don't know. Oh, Not very many. I I don't know. I don't know the the others in your ward besides myself. But could, did you get my vote?
0: Uh, yes, I think so.
1: Did you get my sign holding?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's because you can freaking count on me, dude. Well, no one else. I wasn't. I didn't ask anybody else, and no one told me they were going to be there and then didn't show up. So uh, I only expect to count on people that I have specifically come and asked to help with something. I would never expect anything from anyone else, Mark. And I think that it's that expectation that's leading to this indignant attitude of yours, which again is going to lead to you digging that trench even deeper between you and these other people. It's, and no, I think there that's is what's no unhealthy. trench between
1: me and those you, other people. Do you, do you, look, Wayne, I mean, who spent the afternoon? You, who spent the afternoon with Jim and Lauren? Was it you? No, it was me. I don't. I have a relationship right. with these people. Right. I'm telling you how it's going to be. It's a prediction. Part of my frustration is you not listening to me. Mark, what is your biggest fear here? My, my biggest fear is that um, there is it's going to be cap. a schism, that there is going to be a, a, a rift created by the people that uh, choose not to vote and the people that do choose You're to vote. You're creating the rift. I you am not what? creating the rift. Not all free state <laughs> people. Have you read the message boards? It's in your head, sir? Have you mess- have you read the message boards? Because it seems to me it's written down by other people.
2: You know, not all the free staters all hang out together anyway. Nope, they they're don't. all over the place, and you find your own friendships. You find people who uh, you have common interests with, and you do what you can together. In your own right. way. And that's what this is all about. So right. I, I know ro- if I, I heard really you talking
0: like this, I would uh, be kind of disgusted. I, I was a little disgusted by you last night, personally, because you, you, you again, have this attitude of superiority. You have this attitude of indignance. And I don't think it's healthy. Yeah, okay? I think I'm right. Absolutely. Right. And that's why I think their uh, their position is also equally as unhealthy as your position. And that's why a rift exists. Now, before you go on, their position is essentially that it's immoral to vote, and so essentially, they're coming down also from on high saying, you know, looking down their nose, saying, oh, you guys are voting? Well, you're voting for tyranny, or, or you're voting for more of the state, or you're voting to uh, legitimize the state. What you're doing is immoral. What you're doing is wrong. I mean, that's sort of got that same attitude as a, as a religious person coming in and saying, hey, you heathenist, atheists, you shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage. That's wrong. That sort of thing. That's the attitude that I get from the, the other side. And again, that's just as unhealthy. So them coming in and saying, hey, Hey Mark, what you're do- we think what you're doing is immoral. That's digging that rift. Then you're coming back saying, Well, I think what you're doing not doing is wrong by not doing it, and then you're digging that rift even deeper and I've I think never that heard none of it is necessary. I've never heard that um,
1: portrayed the, the the that attitude portrayed by any of the people that are the non- You haven't talked people. to them.
0: I have you have no you haven't you must not have talked to them about this issue because that's what the main point is behind the I understand why of voting.
1: they choose to do it if they choose to do it um, none of them have ever I, I've spent a great deal of time with uh, the, Russell Canning who I believe is uh, one of these these sorts that chooses not to vote. I've uh, gone over to his house and uh, had dinner on a couple of occasions. I've watched uh, Gandhi, which was a really long movie uh, with him right. at his house i've gone I've seen the Super Bowl with him. I well, there's I've a gone difference to several between, football you know, I don't
0: think you would behave this way in in person either you're you know, obviously more excited and, uh, and um, emotional because you're on the radio uh, but I don't think that I think that has to do with the way people behave in person this wouldn't be in a really a this sort of heated conversation would turn people off and you wouldn't want to hang out with uh, with them anymore if this if these sorts of conversations went on it's more of an intellectual discussion that works well for this forum on the radio mm-hmm. where we can you know you can express how you feel and other people can call in and express how they feel as well uh, but uh, and, and also on messages Boards where obviously you've got that anonymity factor, and you're not actually in person. You can't really feel their emotions and that sort of thing. So I think that's all that you're, you know, that's your lack. That's what you're not experiencing is is uh, their true rationale okay. and how they truly feel. That's what I read online last night on the the message forum is this idea that they believe voting's immoral, and they're imploring the political people. They're pressuring the political people just as the political people are pressuring them to not vote. So it's it's equal pressure coming in front on both sides and I understand why people are tensions are mounting and why people are feeling upset and indignant over this issue. And I think it's all completely unnecessary. I think you need to let it go, Mark. Let it go. These people have their path and they're on it. They're not harming anybody. What they're doing is generally positive for what for what everybody's doing here in New Hampshire and around the world in the, the liberty movement. And just just let it go, okay? It's not something you need to be concerned with, you can, you should be concerned with spreading the message of liberty in a, in an easy-to-communicate, understandable fashion, mm-hmm. and bringing the average New Hampshire person into this movement. Right. Because that's what's I'm going, going to, to make the difference. I'm going to
1: try to get the average New Hampshire person to vote um, you know, in favor of liberty, and I'm going to try to get the um, non-violent types that choose not to vote, I'm going to try to get them to vote for liberty, too. That's fine. You Every can, time... It comes up, I'm going to tell people what I think. You absolutely And I'm going should. to tell them that I think it's immoral
0: not to vote. I think that's that sort of... Uh, I think, again, that's going to... Um, I think that's unnecessary. Well, that's think,
2: making somebody wrong. But I think. Yeah. I think what you have to do is just point out the opportunity for positive change if in certain key situations they might exercise the right to vote if they choose to. But right. you, 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 you don't, don't understand, understand the, what you, don't, want. You, you don't
1: understand their position on this one, Wayne. They're saying that it's immoral. It doesn't matter how good it is. They will not do anything that you know may or may not work. Okay, we can discuss the morality on,
0: morality. So on the be way a, can, I can't control them. Right. We can discuss the morality issues <laughs> later, but it's it's not right for you to look down your nose just as it's not right for them to look down their nose and make a you know a moral Oral judgment on what somebody else's actions are let's go to chewbacca in new hampshire you're on free talk live chewbacca hello I believe he's calling from Keene again. I saw some video the other night. He's not very good at communicating outside of his native language. But uh, last night at RidleyReport.com, there was more evidence that Chewbacca has been hitting the streets as part of the Ron Paul Rebel Alliance. And uh, really communicating the Ron Paul message, getting a lot of honks from happy motorists, a lot of people stopping by, giving him hugs and waving. And uh, it's a really a great... Taking pictures. It's a brilliant outreach uh, opportunity. Chewbacca, any other thoughts for us tonight here? You're doing a great job Keep up the good work Hour number two's on the way The morality of voting The debate continues want to hear from you on this 800-259-9231 And you can see Chewbacca at RidleyReport.com More on the way, it's Free Talk Live Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything as we launch in hour number two. The cycle CAI toll-free line is 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free, Uh, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. In hour number one, we discussed uh, a potential... Not a, not potential I guess it 's a potential rift the way Mark sees it. I personally not too concerned uh, we 're talking about uh, the Free State project, a movement of liberty loving people uh, from around the country and around the world, all moving to New Hampshire in order to uh, to make a better life for themselves, to live more free immediately and to uh, to also um, secure more freedom on into the future. To drastically reduce the size of government, some of the movers would like to uh, eliminate the government entirely. Of course, they're going to disagree on the means uh, in order to do that, and that's sort of where this so-called rift is developing. But really what it is is more than just an ideological difference. Uh, yeah, it's that sounds a de- right. A debate uh, more so than anything else. But I think too many people are letting it uh, get too personal. There are people that are making judgment calls both on both sides about the uh, the value of what one side is uh, doing versus the other side. Mark, during the break, or during the news, you were telling us that you didn't think that you didn't have a problem with what Lauren and Russell necessarily were doing, uh, but you also didn't think that there, a lot of um, the apolitical people's contributions were valuable in your book. And I think that the apolitical people could also claim that uh, you know your contributions aren't valuable because what you're doing is supporting the legitimacy of the state and their for helping prop up the state on into the future, again those people would be out of their minds. Well, you who know finished, that's your who that's finished your, the first 1,000 program. Mark, huh? you know what? Just stop it, okay? We're not talking about you necessarily. We're talking about the sides and the way they're uh, looking down on one another and and how I don't think that's really necessary. Each side is pursuing, each individual on each side is pursuing what they think is right. Some that may mean flying under the radar for a while before it's time for them to spread their wings and and do what uh, they feel is necessary wayne you were pointing out during the break that you know while they may be on one side now they could possibly change sides as time goes on
2: yeah things change after you have kids too they there's a lot of single people that come up here too or young couples and they don't have kids yet you know they they have their own methods and and Sometimes people have priorities, too. They've got to they've got to get their career going. They've got to get money rolling in before they can really have the luxury of doing certain things they may want to do politically.
0: Yep. The, I think that uh, both sides need to just focus on themselves and what they think is right and try to attain liberty in the ways they think are best and not be so concerned and upset with the way other people are spending their time. It's their time. It's their life. Let's let it be. And let's go to the phones as well and get your thoughts. And then we can come back to the topic of, is voting immoral? If you want to answer that question, uh, it's certainly still up for debate i say and i'm on your side on this mark you know uh i say that voting is not immoral and i can defend that we'll get to that but first your calls let's go uh to start things out to todd in michigan todd you're on free talk live
3: hey guys how's it hey, going what's
0: on your mind tonight todd
3: oh wow i've never heard uh such a dispute like this uh since the days of the crossfire um <laughs> You know, I I understand where uh, Mark is coming from, and I understand where you're coming from, Mark. I do sympathize with Dale to a certain extent. I I sympathize with him that, I mean, voting on on one hand may seem like there's really no point to it. I disagree with him because it's immoral. I I agree with you, Ian. I don't believe it's immoral, Um, but I do think that if you have, say, three candidates – One's a Republican, one's a Democrat, and one's a Libertarian. Sure, I'm going to vote for the Libertarian. Mm-hmm. But if there's only one Republican who sucks mm-hmm. and one Democrat who sucks, mm-hmm. well then, what's the point of voting if there's only, only two only right. options
0: available? There's nothing immoral about staying home and not voting. And uh, you know, certainly voting in that race would have been a questionable vote, in my opinion, because then you are definitely endorsing uh, evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, those people aren't even interested in uh, keeping government small.
1: Right. You know, in the uh, 2004 presidential uh, race, uh, my best friend wanted me very, very badly to vote for uh, John Kerry Mm. because he was sure that Bush was
0: worse. And Some of my friends who were libertarian vote, voted for Harry Brown in 2000 switched to and voted for Kerry and was very disturbing to me. You know, and I, uh, you know, it, it was just it was it was
1: a rough battle at that time um, between he and I and and I was, simply wasn't going to do it. I've I've, I've ended up uh, supporting and endorsing Michael Badnarik. I couldn't vote at that time.
2: Mm. You know, I told people when they said that to me <clears throat> in the 2004 election, and I said, well, you know, John Kerry's been in the Senate for over 30 years. He's part of the problem right. too. But you know, well, there there is always a choice. There is some third party candidate, whether it's Ralph Nader, even if you don't agree with him. You know, to make socialist. a socialist, yeah, mm-hmm. right. but to make a statement. I mean, a lot of people, you know, people claim that uh, New Hampshire is a Democratic state now. I don't think so. I think it's an independent state. Who vote swings the other way to get a bum out of office? I think forty four percent of uh, registered voters in New
0: Hampshire are undeclared.
1: Yeah, right. So most what voters... New Hampshire is is an undeclared state. Yeah. Well, and that's good. I
3: do think that there are good reasons to vote and there are bad reasons to vote. If you're sure. voting because you think that your candidate is. Um, basically uh, echoing your values and believing the exact same thing as you do, like Ron Paul, for instance, mm-hmm. then, or yeah.
0: darn close, darn huh? close. He's close. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty darn. I'm
3: pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty close. But if there's a candidate there that really doesn't um, 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 doesn't even come close to how you think and feel, well, then I would nec- I would not necessarily vote for that candidate. I mean, there's no way I'm ever going to do that.
0: Yeah. I'm with sure. you
3: but but i think um but i but i do agree with you mark i i think dale is misguided on that point uh so you do get you know uh gold points from me mm-hmm. <laughs> on
0: which point though the, uh, the the morality issue or which would the, point?
3: the uh, morality issue yeah
0: yeah and uh, we'll, we'll explore more on that and thank you todd for the call let's go uh yep. to josh in pennsylvania you're on free talk live with ian wayne and mark hello josh josh pennsylvania going once
4: hey i'm here hey what's on your mind Well, you know, I can kind of see where Mark's coming from, and this is something I've changed my mind on recently. Uh, I've actually advocated people not voting in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I don't find voting immoral, but uh, the big issue is there's a difference between people that are activists and are trying to change things and not voting, and people who just make excuses not to vote. And I what's that think,
1: difference? I mean, effectively, what's the difference? Because I, I effectively, there is no difference. what What do you think the difference is? Because I don't get it.
4: The, the difference I see if there's an activist, say a Lauren Canario or a Russell Canning, that are out doing things to try and in their mind, positively change things, I can respect that. They're doing what they think is best. Um, now, the experience I had, I actually set up at a gun show over the weekend and was campaigning for Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a gun show, not a um, Democrat Party rally, uh, and this is in a primarily uh, Republican conservative area. Okay, and I got—I'm going to say—overwhelming percentage of people were just whining and making excuses uh, about Ron not,
0: Paul. Why they won't vote for him? Is that what you're saying?
4: About not voting at all. Uh, it's not worth voting because Hillary's already got it. Won. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, <laughs> just, just one thing after another. People actually uh, were terrified to even. Touch the Ron Paul literature, you could see the, the look on her face. It'd be like you handed them a snake or something.
5: How bizarre.
4: Yeah, and it, it's just, and I can see a big difference. You know, I may, not, may or may not agree with the person that's active in trying to change things and won't vote, uh, but I can at least respect that. The whining, lazy, miserable old man who sits at home on his recliner and badmouths everything that goes on in this country and does absolutely nothing about it. it just He's just a malcontent. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the I people mean, that have moved to New Hampshire
0: are, uh, you know, they've uprooted their lives and come here. I mean, that's something on its own. That really is something that I think separates uh, the doers from the talkers in the first place. And I think that, you know, it's, it's ignorant to sit here and say, well, they're not doing anything. Well, there's, a, you know, 500 people that have moved here. How many of them have you asked personally, what are you doing for liberty this week? Not very many. So I think it's presumptive uh, to sit there and say that, uh, well, you're doing something while they aren't. You don't know what they're doing. They've moved for liberty, which is awesome. Um,
4: I also wonder if maybe some of that that kind of idea comes out of frustration. I mean, because it's incredibly frustrating for me uh, to go and try and campaign for Ron Paul and hear people complain about how terrible the government is and in the next breath, say it's not worth trying to do anything. Absolutely,
0: I understand your frustration, and I think that's what we heard from Mark last hour was a fair amount of frustration um, and, it, you know, while it's understandable it just has to, it's part, it comes with the territory when you're doing politics, there are going to be frustrating things that happen uh, you're going to encounter that, I mean, as a, as a libertarian activist in the early part of this uh, decade, I constantly encountered the, you know oh, I don't want to waste my vote on that Harry Brown yeah, sure, I agree with what he says, but he doesn't have a chance to win, you want to talk about Frustrating. I mean, this is the, one of the greatest, most principled, liberty-oriented candidates of all time, and you just want to throw him away because he's a member of a different party. There were some great rebuttals and that sort of thing to that, and, and you know that might have helped some people come along in the right direction. But most of them, they didn't vote for Harry, and it was frustrating. But that's how it works. Thanks for the call. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is free show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the Sakel CAI toll-free line, but right now we're talking about voting. Is it an immoral act? I say, it's not. We'll defi- uh, define and, uh, and discuss and dissect and hear from you as well. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we have a bulletin board system. Over 300,000 posts are there for you. Lots to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. This issue, in fact, is being discussed there. Uh, once again, bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. It's for free. The Federal Reserve is stealing your purchasing power. It's time for you to inflation-proof your money. Get America's second most popular currency, the Liberty Dollar, 100% backed and 100% redeemable in gold and silver. Go to LibertyDollar.org. Stop using their money. Start using the Liberty Dollar and return America to value one dollar at a time. That's LibertyDollar.org. So let's continue with the phone calls here as we uh, continue to discuss, is voting an immoral act or whatever you want to talk about? Let's go to Dale in New Hampshire on the Amplifier line. Hey, Dale. Hey, guys. Hey, man.
6: Uh, I uh, listened to last night's show again because I wanted to make sure – I wanted to see if I had said what I meant to say. And I, uh, I, one thing I wanted to remind you is the first thing I said when I called in was I'm not calling in to try and convince Mark that voting is immoral.
0: Okay, I that's good. All I, all I was saying, you know? though, is that many of the apoliticals who don't vote believe that voting is immoral. Sure. And sure. that can be, I think, seen as being a little negative. It can be seen as looking down one's nose at uh, those well, who do Well, no, vote. I mean,
6: I think it's, it's, it starts sounding really negative and looking down your nose if you're preachy about it, mm-hmm. if you're constantly going on about it. Uh, and again, that's why I called in and said, "Look, I'm not trying to convince you of this. I'm just trying to get you to accept that this is, this is something I take seriously. It's something this is how I feel, and this is why I'm not choosing to to do what you're doing. It doesn't mean absolutely. It, it's essentially saying, it's essentially saying, look, you know." Don't don't tell me to do this just to be to be supportive because that's not a good reason, you know. If you if you really are in that intent on convincing me, then you need to understand where I'm at so you can and then we can just. But but you know so really you know the, if, if we keep going back and forth about it to some extent it's going to be because you know. People keep harping on me to vote, and I'm gonna, and it makes puts me in a position of having to how explain how harped on have you been feeling? At what, what sort I of got it? a call tonight from a Ron Paul staffer in Mass, in, uh, in Manchester mm-hmm. who heard the show last night, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he wanted to get me on the phone and try and uh, change my mind. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of tried to be polite and everything, and I listened to him and I re- repeated some of the things I'd already said, and and uh, and. Ended the call. but that, Do you feel like um,
0: that alienates you? Because that was my position, that the more people oh, press, the more you're going to want to step away.
6: It, it, I do get that. I, I, I kind of feel this sort of like I, – I, it burns me out a little bit after a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah like there's
1: but too I much mean, of it. At some point or another, you get told it too often.
6: Hmm. Right? Well, I don't want to be preaching myself. You oh, know? sure. I do have – idea. I mean, I do. I feel very strongly about the democratic process. I, I do not approve of the democratic process. And in the end, I don't think you do either. I understand your your justification. For why I find you it vote. icky. I find it, you know, it,
0: yeah. uh, you know um, I find it objectionable. I don't like the system. I don't like the government. Um, but I and I can get into detail, and I will here in a moment as to why I don't have a problem uh, utilizing the the cloak of legitimacy to, uh, toward my own ends. And I'll also talk about why I thought the Julia Miranda campaign, my girlfriend uh, running for office here, mm-hmm. was completely compatible with uh, with a, a an apolitical viewpoint um it completely compatible and something that uh that an anarchist or a free marketeer voluntarist could embrace uh one hundred percent. And I'll get into that. Any other thoughts tonight, Dale?
6: Um yeah, I think that uh I think I guess that's it. The idea I just wanted to reiterate that I'm trying not to be preachy about it.
0: Good. And uh, I think and that's where both sides should it, let it lay. You know. I think I think that I think there's one thing, I think there's one thing to be said for a statement of a position and then there's another thing completely to you know to harp on people on both sides and I think that's where the real uh, conflict is coming in. I think that's where the feelings of indignation and uh, people feeling upset, I think that's where it's coming in. And I think that's where it just it we could just drop it and let people pursue liberty in the way they think is best. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. All right, so voting. The question, again, has been, is it immoral? Does voting prop up the state? Does voting um, propagate the state's aura of legitimacy? Because, as I pointed out before on the show, and I think most libertarians would agree, the government isn't really that much different from a gang. Not really that much. There are some things that differentiate it, and one of the things is that... Government has this cloak of legitimacy. So government is able to steal people's money, steal people's property in many cases, eminent domain for instance, or if you don't pay the the taxes, then they just come and outright take your property. So government is able to steal. Government is able to get away in many cases with murder. Uh, some cops actually, absolutely murdering people and getting away with it. So government is able to do many of the things that um, gang gangsters are able to do, except without any sort of consequence. Uh, there's... Very rarely jail time for these people. It's usually seen as a legitimate use of their so-called authority. So one of the things that separates um, government from gangs is the cloak of legitimacy. And the anti-voters are saying that by going out and voting that you're – you know you're you're helping people believe the myth that government is legitimate, and I and I have to disagree with that um, because there have been examples over the history in America. In fact, I believe there was one earlier this year or last year where they have had an election and no one has shown up not just not the because usually when you have an election like a local election usually you can count on the bureaucrats to show up you know the teachers union they're getting out the vote uh the other unions of organized uh, bureaucrats some of these smaller
1: wards in a you know smaller town you're talking you're not talking you're talking a few households uh, you know less than 100 yeah. households and that's hard to it's hard to
0: count on those people to show up Well, but you know that usually the bureaucrats are going to show because sometimes they have an interest in in voting to propagate the system. And and I think that a lot of these anti-voters believe that they can somehow evangelize the idea of not voting and that people are going to say, yeah, you know, it's a good idea. I'm going to not vote, too. And then if enough of us not vote, then these bureaucrats will just go away. But the fact is they don't. Um, Number one, you're having a tough time convincing us and we're sympathetic to you we can empathize with your position we understand where you're coming from and you're having a tough time convincing us to not vote you think you're going to be able to convince a bureaucrat whose paychecks are signed by the government to not turn out and vote no way it's
1: pollyannish and and i would go um
0: it's like i don't
1: want to defend voting because i understand and know in my heart that it is not immoral i want to actually attack non-voting that's the way I see it. Because why are you defending? I'm sorry. What you're, now? you're defending? Voting. I'm, po- I'm not because defending. Because it, I'm attack. pointing
0: out. I uh, no, I'm not necessarily doing that. I'm just pointing out that I don't think it's immoral. Okay. I, I don't. Not I don't care if people immoral. don't vote, and I don't want to talk about not voting. Uh, n- not taking an action is not necessarily immoral. Well, it's not necessarily. It,
1: uh, it, it isn't necessarily. It's simply neutrality. That's no, all. It's not. So I mean, it's it's um, if, if I'm standing on the corner and I'm watching a guy slit some woman's throat, like I'm not just being neutral. I'm a coward.
0: It's there's nothing um, it, you know. It may be cowardly, but there's nothing necessarily inherently immoral about being cowardly.
2: You may not be capable of doing anything about it. You may
0: not, but if you are capable, then you ha- then you hold some onus. Not necessarily. You don't have any obligation to that person. It might be the right thing to do to go and help out, but if you are too concerned about... And not doing about, the right thing is immoral. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily immoral to simply avoid the situation. I'm not saying that
1: you should be forced
0: by law, Ian. I'm saying it's immoral. It is wrong not to do the right thing. Sorry. Uh, the right thing for you, Mark, could be to avoid the situation because you're little or there are two guys and they've got guns and you aren't armed. You don't know what the situation is. What's right for you in that case would be the right thing as long as you aren't harming someone yourself. So I disagree. More on the way. 800 I want to talk about why voting isn't immoral in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne and Mark eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Join us on our website freetalklive.com dot com. a place to go. Features for free. We've got a wiki with over fourteen hundred and fifty pages created by listeners like you. Head over to wiki dot dot com to get interactive. Wiki dot live dot com. Are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D two z dot org proposes that day is near. Go to d two z dot org and learn how to survive and thrive. During the U.S. dollar crisis, that's d2z.org. The question on the table still uh, deserves some discussion. It's an important issue, it strikes uh, strikes to the heart of a lot of people. Is is voting immoral? And I say no. In fact, I think that uh, voting is an act of self-defense. And I want to read an excerpt from a post. ...on the NH3.com forums here in a moment that I think sums it up just perfectly. But first, to respond to some of the objections that the anti-voters have brought up. It seems as though that uh, many of the anti-voters believe that if enough people stop voting... ...that the government will eventually crumble in upon itself, as all governments and empires eventually do. So while I agree that it's true that eventually this government is going to crumble... I don't necessarily agree that it's likely to happen tomorrow. Or that refusing to vote has anything to do with um, bringing it down. This, is, this may, be, may be true. But the fact is, whether you vote or not isn't going to have a real effect on whether or not government disappears next year. It's unlikely to happen, while possible. It's certainly possible it could happen. I mean, there's got to be a, a breaking point. The D2Z and everything, dollar's going to drop to zero, and then voting can be the least of your concerns. Uh, but... Not very likely. Okay, government's not going to just go away. In fact, as we pointed out, there had been elections where not even the bureaucrats bothered to turn out to vote. Zero percent voter turnout. Did the government people just pack up and go home? Right. Did they? Did they stop their their reign of violence? No. No. They, no, they didn't. held another election. No, they didn't hold another election. They presumed that that meant that things were fine the way they were. Because remember, not showing up and voting tells the government, well, you think everything's fine. So, therefore, we're going to continue on in our current form. No one was replaced. The people got right back. You know, the incumbents came right back into office, that sort of thing. So, it it won't stop the government necessarily to not vote. There have to be other ways to stop the government. And I think there are ways outside of the system that will stop the government. In fact, I personally believe that it is the outside of the system activity that will be the key to stopping the government. Okay, I believe that. But I think in the meantime, voting can be valuable in order to help propagate our ideas, in order to help show that the state isn't legitimate. Because that's ultimately what I want to do. I want people, the average American, to come to understand that there is a choice to be made. Most people have not made this choice because they haven't been aware of it consciously. I want to make them conscious of it. The choice is you either support voluntary interactions between human beings or you support coercive interactions. You can't be on, there's no middle ground. The only middle ground is you've never actually thought about it. Okay, that's the only middle ground there. So once you think about it, once that's made crystal clear to you, then you get to pick your side. Do you take the sides with those who choose to voluntarily interact or those who are government people and criminals and who want to uh, force their way onto others? And that's the issue. If we can utilize their cloak of legitimacy to delegitimize them, if we can utilize their cloak of legitimacy uh, legitimacy and their system to show how the system is illegitimate, then why shouldn't we? Um, That's what I think voting could do. And the Julia Miranda campaign is a perfect example. My girlfriend ran for city council here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from. She has been, you know, she was outed in the press as an anarchist. Now, I don't like that term. She doesn't like that term. Free marketeer, voluntarist. Did they use that term? Uh, Well, I guess that never hit the press, but it hit the blogs, and a lot of people were aware of it. And so, you know, obviously it was clear, still 20, uh, 22% uh, came out and voted in favor of an anarchist running for office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that on its, on its face is, is pretty impressive. But what's more impressive about the campaign is that it generated A tremendous amount of news coverage. Uh, You can go to freekeen.com, and if you click on the uh, the Pro-Liberty Voters Guide, in fact, you can just go to vote.freekeen.com. There's a list of all the different media appearances and uh, newsprint articles that Julia had and uh, was a part of and had done about her right there. The idea that we could have spent what we spent and gotten the kind of attention that we got – is really tremendous. We spent seventy bucks, no more than seventy dollars, on this campaign, and forty of that seventy dollars went to printing out a thousand brochures, most of which have become contraband because of uh, the state government threatening her with jail time if she continued to distribute them. But most of that money I mean, just went to supplies and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And we got two front page articles. One of those articles hit the Associated Press, which that Associated Press article had a mention of the Free State Project in it. So the Free State Project got free mentions on places like Fox News and WBZ. And we leveraged that $70 into thousands and thousands of dollars worth of publicity. Now, how anybody who loves liberty can sit back and say, well, that was immoral is absolutely short-sighted just seems absurd to me and not very um, you know not very creative now also you know the, the positions that Julia was taking she signed the small government pledge so no one could say that Julia, there have been some posts on NHFree.com and the Free Talk Live BBS suggesting that if you run for office, then you're you know, inevitably going to be using you know, force by proxy over others. But Julia did everything she could to prove that she wasn't interested in using force on people. A, she signed the small government pledge, which no other candidate did, which says, in essence, that I will vote for small government every issue, every time, no excuses. Signed that. Okay? She put her name on the dotted line there. Then she also committed to give her paychecks back to the taxpayers. Now, it would have been silly for her to cut everybody a $1 check, so she was going to raffle it off, which is what got her into trouble with the attorney general in the first place. But again, the idea is she was not going to keep the stolen funds that the gang was going to give her to be the uh, the city councilor. She was going to return that to the people it had been stolen from. Again, completely consistent with libertarian, voluntarist uh Principle, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything she did at any point throughout her campaign that was inconsistent with those principles. So, uh, so we got tremendous media coverage. She stayed principally consistent. In fact, if she'd actually won the election, and she, ha- if she'd actually gotten to the point of having to swear in an oath of office, she would have had to have brought in her own oath. Because the oath of office includes things like, you know, I swear allegiance to the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And as a, you know, as a voluntarist, as somebody who uh, doesn't necessarily believe in the concept of, of government... How could she possibly swear to that? I mean, she might not have even been allowed into office if she actually got elected. So, right, because she wouldn't take the, you know, right, she
1: wouldn't swear whatever oath there was.
0: Right, she would have brought in, like, the liberty pledge. Like, I pledge to uh, to honor liberty and uh, vote small government every issue of your time, that sort of thing. So, again, even that action would have been consistent with the voluntarist with the free market anarchist uh, way of doing things. So I challenge anybody out there who is an apolitical to come up with a point about the Julia Miranda campaign as to how it somehow in any way supported the state or in any way was immoral. Please, 1-800-259-9231. I'd love to hear about it. In the meantime, we got thousands of dollars of coverage for $70 spent out. A lot of people saw a message that they weren't used to hearing, might have been pretty radical sounding to them, but if she hadn't run in that election, that guy wouldn't have had any competition whatsoever, the message of liberty wouldn't have been heard by anybody at all, and none of those news articles would have happened, none of that, the traffic was obviously driven to our website as a result of that, probably Free Talk Live picked up some additional listeners as a result of that. It was a net benefit, even though she didn't win the election, the liberty, liberty Has benefited from that. What do you think?
1: um, I can I can hear some of the uh, arguments now. All right, go. Um, The but what difference would it have made if I would have voted for Julia?
0: Well, it wouldn't have made. I did in fact vote for Julia. I see that point. It wouldn't have made a whole lot of difference in the scheme of things. In that, if she had won the election, uh, she still would have been. I'm not convinced that my vote has makes any difference. She still would have been one out of 15 uh, city councilors. But the point is, uh, I'm not in the <laughs> political arena to win elections. I'm in the political arena to spread ideas. So, so that's it doesn't why matter if people vote for Julia? No, I really I, – I mean, it would be nice. Like, that's just – that would
1: be nice. It would be a nicety for so me. So this isn't – uh, the, the question really wasn't about running campaigns. The question was about voting. Yeah, uh-huh. The issue is voting, not running campaigns. I mean, like campaigns kind of could be could be viewed as activism, whereas voting,
0: less so. So I mean,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know. know where you're going with that.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think it's tied in with the campaign and everything. But if you want to clarify, you're welcome to eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, by the way, you can go and shop at store.freetalklive.com, enter Free Talk Live store, shop around, fill up your cart with all kinds of neat things like the Free Talk Live hoodies and T-shirts and hats, DVD classic collector sets, uh, archive collector sets, flags, we've got them all store.freetalklive.com and Freetalk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Talking about we're talking about voting. Uh, Is it or is it not immoral? Political and also it's not just voting, Mark. To to go with what you were saying before the break, it's the political process. These are a. the people that are against voting are also against just engaging in any sort of politics. Um, you know, roadside sign-waving, supporting candidates, that sort of thing. So really, it's, it's all tied in together. And it is my uh, determination that voting and participating in politics is in no way immoral. And it is, in fact, a way for us to leverage the existing cloak of legitimacy in our favor. Uh, the fact is, whether you like it or not, people think the state is legitimate. The people in right, the media and voting or not voting is not going to change that in right. the least. The people in the media, especially, think it's legitimate, and so they pay attention to anybody that's running in these races. Which means that if you put an anarchist in a race or a voluntarist in a race, that gives that person an, an, just a, an amazing point to leverage his message. To spread the message of uh, voluntarism or liberty in general, uh, in a way that you wouldn't have had before running that candidate. Well, so I think overall, it's from from a, from good a small thing. government
1: aspect. Uh, you know, basically, if you vote for some guy like Ron Paul, you are voting to lessen the uh, violence of the state against people.
0: Right. In fact, that's that's where I want to go next. Main Shark on uh, the New Hampshire Free Forum nhfree.com, com. He points out. Because the, uh, the allegations from some of the apolitical people is that, you know, you are somehow responsible for the actions of the person that you helped put into power by your vote. And he says that... Well, I'd say c- you're somewhat responsible for them. Well... Go ahead. Let, let's hear what he has to say. He points out that the contract you're supposing in which voters agree to accept responsibility for the actions of the politicians cannot exist because the voters are already under duress. Being under duress, the voters have every right to mitigate the damages they endure by doing what they can to select less evil candidates. That selection cannot be support of that candidate because the state of duress already existed. If someone kidnaps you, nothing you do while under his control can be considered support of his actions against you because your choices weren't freely made. So he's pointing out that we're all being coerced at all times by this government. They are taxing us, uh, whether we like it or not. Some taxes we can get away from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's certainly possible to avoid income taxes and that sort of thing. But others you can't. Buy you go less stuff,
1: buy, pay, pay less sales.
0: Right. Tax. You go and buy gasoline, you're paying taxes. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways that you know, as much as you want to get out of the system, unless you're living in a, a the woods somewhere, completely right cut off from c- c- uh, circuit, um, from civilization, mm-hmm. you are paying into the system, and uh, you are being forced to. So in that, um, so the his point is that because you're being forced to pay. Essentially, the gang is giving you the choice. They're saying, hey, every two years we elect a new gang leader. Mm -hmm. And you can choose from the gang leader that's going to crack your head in or the gang leader that's just going to, you know, rough you up a little bit. There's nothing inherently immoral about picking one of those two, because either way, you're going to end up with one of those two. Now, I still agree that if they're both gang leaders and there's not really a dime's worth of difference between the two of them, then why bother voting? Certainly. Uh, but I think that Shark's point is very good, and he follows it up later. Actually, he doesn't follow it up later, because I don't have that in front of me. Let's go to the phones instead. Uh, I think that he makes a good point, though. It makes it very clear that if you're under duress, uh, picking the thug that's going to beat you a little bit less is not necessarily an immoral act. Let's talk to Russell Canning, calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Russell.
7: Hey, gang. Hey, hey Russie. Again. How's it going? Good. good. What's good. on your mind tonight? <laughs> So you guys are all worked up about that. I called up because Mark seems so worked up about politics.
2: He's cooled down this hour. He was worked up in hour number one. I'm am I'm still worked up, but go ahead. He had not coming out of his nose.
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what about it, Russell? Well, so you expect me to
1: jump uh, on you? I'm not going to.
7: <laughs> well, no, I'm not expecting that. No, no, I'm kind of. It's kind of funny how this stuff has come up because to me, uh, I I expect the free. the the Free State Project members to keep splitting into smaller and smaller groups. I don't think we're all going to fit under one big tent and, you know, I don't even really try to make that happen. Then then you and I I agree. I don't worry about (laughs) schisms or anything like that, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. but Mark is worried. See, what can you say to Mark to stop him from worrying?
7: Well, I don't don't know. Well, that... If that doesn't actually us breaking into little groups doesn't actually cause a problem because we can't all hang out and get along well, what all about, the time because what about we're this, disagree Russell? about stuff.
1: What about like um, you know the the people that are sort of small government like me um, perhaps? And do you think that it causes some of them to say you know what I'm just not gonna sign up for that free state project? It's full of lunatics.
7: Oh, actually, I have to. I do admit that I'm. I'm only trying to attract more radical people.
9: <laughs> the people
7: that want to He's got work an with agenda. The I'm, not exci- I'm not that excited. I'm not that excited about. And what's wrong with
0: that? There's nothing wrong with two different uh, factions competing to try to attract people that are like them. There's what happens when the factions
1: that? start to war, though?
0: Don't war. Don't don't throw out the first uh, punch, Mark. There's no need to have a war. There's no war here.
1: You know, I, I think that in order to like, Russell's you know, he's not a warrior. He's, he's not going to fight you anyway. He says um, <laughs> that he's trying to attract people like him. Sure. So therefore, in order to attract people like me, I have to say something like, "Look, I'm not like that lunatic Canning. He's not <laughs> a lunatic. I don't think he's a lunatic,
0: gone. but they see him as a lunatic. So therefore, I have to separate myself from him. Do what you got to do, man. If, if that's what it takes to, to get people here, then great. I don't think Russell would uh, would necessarily uh, oppose that, would you?
7: No, also it's not that hard to separate yourself from, if you're a person that wants to be more reasonable and a little bit more palatable to the normal public, it's not hard to separate yourself from us radical guys.
0: And as Wayne pointed out earlier, you know, the fact that you radicals are out there doing your radical thing actually makes it easier for somebody like a Mark to say, hey, it's very clear I'm not part of this. Uh, you know, it makes, makes Mark's position of very, very small government look much more acceptable and uh, than reasonable. it might normally look. If, if if you guys weren't here, then it would be Mark that would be the radical. Yep. It's hard to argue you know, with that.
5: It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to imagine
7: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hard for you, maybe. What? I. I had a convers. I sat down with a conversation with a city council member the a uh, uh, couple of weeks ago, and the guy. The guy's like, "Look, I. I don't. I don't know. I, I. don't know what you and I are ever going to agree on anything." So. <laughs> well,
7: over you time. Oh. When I joined up with the FSP, the, when I joined up with the Free State Project, I didn't expect hardly anybody to do any politics. I've been kind of blown away by that. And I also thought I was going to be, like, the most boring conservative guy amongst the whole group. <laughs> I, came here and,
1: I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't no, word I, you're I saying.
7: Thought, oh, I thought I was going to be Mr. Boring. But what it is, it's kind of like what Mark says. People, people talk a lot on uh, forums and stuff like that, but they don't actually do things. So yeah. um, Lauren is a very calm, uh, reserved person, but she seems like a dynamo compared to uh, Liberty Talkers.
0: She's awesome. I, I love Lauren. Russell, any other comments? It sounds like you're uh, you calling from Grafton tonight because the phone's a little iffy.
7: Oh, well, that happens. We're, we're out here in the hinterlands.
0: <laughs> Very good, sir. Keep up the good work, and thank you, know, you for the yeah, call, good, Russell. Good talking I, to you yes, guys. Sir. I think that Grafton
1: idea is a darn good idea.
0: Now, what is the uh, Grafton idea? Why don't you uh, describe it? The, the Grafton idea is essentially
1: the Free Town Project, which, of course, the Free State Project has absolved any, um, you know, uh, any relation to, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a bunch of free staters moving to the same town in order to, I don't to, think it's official anymore. I don't think there's any name for it anymore. I think no, it's just happening. It, it is happening. Yeah. It's, it's actually working. Uh, there's a, uh, a very important, uh, free state project member. Um, what's, what's, Holt's, Bob Hull? Yeah, Bob Hole. um, uh, Bob Hole who's out there and, and somehow he's attracting these people to him and, and that's working out. And I think that, uh, I think that that's gonna be a powerful thing especially i especially if they would get a few people like me out there who are willing to vote.
0: <laughs> I think that uh I think it's great that I think there are different groups within the Free State project that believe different things and think that different approaches will be effective and let them try their approaches, let them experiment, let them learn, let them modify, let them uh change. And uh, let them try to attract as many people that are like-minded here. I think that it's all going to be beneficial. I don't think there's any chance this concept can fail. I think that as we continue on into the future, we'll see more civil disobedience. The politics will become much more mature, Mark, because as you said, it does take time. And now there have been early movers like Wayne that have... You're coming up on three years now. so Two and a half. It'll be three this summer. You're over the two mark. So people like you, Wayne, that have been here for a couple of years, now you can run for... Your, your office, your state representatives, and that sort of thing. So I think you're going to see a new push in 2008 from the political side, Mark. And again, this is, this is a healthy competition. Let's be positive. Let's stay friendly with everybody. And let's be understanding.
2: And let's learn the gestures.
0: Hour three is on the way. No one knows what you're talking about. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com Lots of things there. We give them all away. That again, freetalklive.com in comparison to those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours are free at freetalklive.com. And if you missed hour one and two tonight, uh, it's, it was quite cerebral. And uh, I highly recommend that you check it out when we get the archives up later on. Because uh, this hour, we'll be talking, with not so cere- uh, talking about not-so-cerebral things, like the police Cracking down on some uh, so World War Two veterans who were gambling oh, with each God. other. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that, but first your calls. Let's talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula, Florida, going once.
10: Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Paula, there you are, are you, Paula. Okay, listen, I just want to let you know they're voting on now to get our troops home right now. Paula, you called and, and said that and two weeks ago. And also, Brenner. Uh, Mr. Cinsabra, you know
0: Paula. Talk- did you ever hear the the story about the little boy who cried wolf? <laughs> did you ever hear what that story? Nothing to
10: do with, with anything.
0: You've called three weeks in a row and made the same claim that they're going to no, pull I, out. I,
10: this just started. But, but anyway, am I wrong about now. this,
0: Mark? Am I like living in a time warp? Because that's possible. I vaguely recall what you're
1: <laughs> what you're saying, but it, it seems it seems like she did call and, and the other week and say that they were voting on it. But I suspect that they, it got voted no, that down. That on
10: something else. Okay. This is on. Uh, I mean. Anyway, this is very important. All right, we'll mean, take your word for it, Paula. What else? have got to just, I mean, hammer their, their representatives.
0: Okay, what else?
10: And also, Sensenbrenner just uh, told uh, the country that this Real ID Act was totally unconstitutional, which it is. And I mean, yeah, well, we need. Well, didn't you
0: more report, people. Mark, that it's gone now? The real ID thing that they're uh, they or they or they extended the that, deadline. Yeah, they, they've extended yeah. the deadline. I think it's that real d- ID done for. It, it, well, I, I'm not
1: saying it's not going to come back, Paula, but I yeah. think that real ID's gotten a good kick in the the, the tail yeah.
9: yeah,
10: absolutely. You know, it wasn't Everybody sense in- needs to get in touch with Jim Gisk because he's the one that's getting this done. And I mean, Who? they they need to have you know uh, them contact their representative because I mean he's all going right, all then. he's he's working here in Florida right good now. Good
2: luck, Paula. Thanks for the call. Wasn't wasn't a big proponent? Opponent of Real ID originally?
10: I know, it's I think he Wayne. Was. <laughs>
2: yeah. I love how you she came right a, back at
0: you and said, "What's that got to do with anything?" You can't believe you a word she little <laughs> says. She's <laughs> a nice old lady. I'm sure her cookies are very, very nice tasting. No, she uh, really
2: cares. She, she really probably cares. makes she, does care very very nice, she cares
0: deeply. She probably makes a nice turkey on Thanksgiving and some good cranberry sauce. But as far as uh, actually taking her words uh, seriously, please. I think she calls her like, representatives a lot. I uh, like thank goodness color. she's doing that. Like anybody, anything you hear on the radio, whether it's from a caller or from a talk show host, please take it with a grain of salt. Just because it comes out of the speaker of your radio it does not, does make not it mean true. it's true. 800 9231 Adam in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. How you doing? Hey, what's
2: on your mind?
8: Um, well, I was wondering if you saw the story about the uh, senator, um, uh, the Republican Mike Bennett in Florida. He wants to add, I choose not to vote to the ballots. Sweet. Um, I I thought that might be an interesting uh, take on, you know, picking the lesser of two evils. Now, that's
0: a little different from none of the above. What would that mean? If the I choose not to vote thing actually won, what would happen?
8: It's kind of, you know, the uh, Brazilian vote. If you want or like this dissenting vote, specifically rather than saying that, you know, I don't choose any of these. But what does it
1: do? It it, it doesn't do anything. It sounds to me like even I mean, essentially, everybody has been voting that way for a very long time. By not
0: showing up, they're choosing not to vote.
1: I don't know what he's um, what that's going to accomplish. I haven't read anything about this.
0: The vast
8: majority of Americans who do not vote are you know out of you know complacency. They don't care, so they don't just go out and vote. But you know, I choose not to vote as, I don't like any of you, or none of the above, sort well, of Well, now,
0: there's a difference between I choose not to vote and none of the above. Why anybody would get excited about going out and voting so they can ch- click a box that says I choose not to vote, I don't understand. But if I could go and vote none of the above, I would find that a little bit more motivating, because, Wayne, you said, um, we actually were talking about this earlier during one of the breaks, you pointed out that, as you understand it, when the if none of a, if none of the above is on the ballot and none of the above wins... Then the cycle has to go go through, and the mm-hmm. candidates are not allowed to run uh, the next That's next That's right. right.
2: That would be the ideal situation if you had a none of the above vote in every election. If none of the above won, the two or three or whoever candidates that were up against none of the above would be thrown out, and they would have to hold the that office election for that office over again. And well, that would Now, how long would that be, though? How long between
0: the first election and the next uh, next election? As soon as possible. So in the meantime, what happens to the position? Will it just be appointed? So then the bureaucrats will just appoint one of their buddies to the the
2: seat. There's well, usually a, a lag time between the election and the time the new person takes office, anyway. So okay. as, as long as that election is take is it so happen, month. I, I yeah, think month it's superior,
1: Ian, because I mean, when, in the for instance, in the presidential um, campaign that went on in 2004, my God, we had no choices when you're talking about the two candidates that mm-hmm. were running. Um, so. At the very least, it would say to the Republicans and the Democrats, "Okay, you guys go back to your corners. Come up with somebody we can really vote for here, mm-hmm. because the guys you put up, uh, just like South Park said, were the difference between a crap sandwich and yeah. a giant douche." Oh it's no, awful. I
0: love the idea. I just wanted to know what the mechanics would be and what would happen if it was longer. Right. I'm than just, I'm just saying that I think that that's, you know, it sounds good. It's an interesting idea, Adam. Thanks for bringing it forward. Any other thoughts tonight? No, that's it. Thanks, thanks dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll travel to Maine. Gardiner G A R D I N E R Gardiner It's Gardner. not Gar- it's not really Gardiner it's Gardiner Gardiner Anyway in Maine a weekly cribbage tournament at an American Legion post you know where the World War II veterans hang out well, has I'm not sure it's just them but... has uh, has been shut down after a state inspector said the games were illegal because the Post didn't have a license to host games of chance. See, this is what those guys fought for, right? They thought they were fighting for freedom. Surprise, surprise. You aren't even free to play penny poker. Bill Meserve, an 87-year-old World War II veteran, there aren't too many of them left alive, yeah. said paying the $5 entry fee on Sundays was an inexpensive way to have fun on a fixed income. Right. I mean, absolutely. That, that's that's how it is. I mean,
1: you know, it, it, it gives a little... Something to go on. I remember right. I went Otherwise on a. to sit around and watch TV all day. I, I went on a uh, a cruise and I, I I ended up sitting next to this old, older gal on a, a a tour bus and she was and she said to me, now as sad as this may sound, I don't get. I don't get to decide what her life's like. She said that since her husband died that gambling saved her. Hmm. She um she likes to, you know, go to the cruise ship, she pays a little bit. She doesn't she says she doesn't play a lot. I'm gonna have to believe her, right? Mm-hmm. And she chooses to, to you know, that makes her life exciting.
0: She can obviously uh, obviously afford an airline ticket.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they worked very hard for their money, yeah. and uh, who am I to say that, that that's not how she gets to spend it?
0: Well, you wouldn't say that, but the cops would. Who are they to say otherwise? They have badges. Right, big fat hairy deal Uh, And he says, uh, uh, again this 87 year old World War II vet says he can't understand Why anyone would tell a bunch of old veterans They can't play a simple game of cribbage Because they're a bunch of jerks, that's why He says, we're just having fun Where else can you go and spend three hours Having fun for five dollars You can't even go to the movies for five (laughs) dollars You sure can't A number of inspectors regularly visit establishments to check for unlicensed games, such as games of chance, card games, or money wheels. All sounds like fun to me, said uh, Maine State Police Sergeant whoever. So he gets five... He gets... Three hours of fun out of five dollars. I can't believe
5: yeah.
1: that
0: that's it's that low. But okay, the American Legion. I wouldn't find that fun. <laughs> according to the bureaucrats, the American Legion needs a license to hold cribbage tournaments because it sells things to players, such as food and alcohol. He says a license for games of chance costs fifteen dollars a week or sixty dollars a month, while a yearly license goes for seven hundred dollars. He said. So you know, this is once again just the state doing what it does best. It sniffs out where money is changing hands, and if it's not getting a piece of it it gets pissed off yeah. and people go to jail for it and well, it's fortunately disgusting. in this case they didn't they, they didn't uh, take the jail option first Well, no, they shut it down and stopped them. You can't have fun unless the state gets a piece.
1: I'll tell you, it's because they're they're veterans that they didn't get arrested. If they would have gone to the local Crips or Bloods uh, clubhouse, (laughs) uh,
0: those guys would have gone to jail. Oh, yeah, and they would have cracked some heads in, too, while they were at uh, at it. Uh, He says that, or excuse me, the American Legion post in Gardiner was told that it could purchase a special license for just $7.50 a year, provided it charged no more than $1 per person and players did not gamble. My God! Well, that's I would I must say that's a
1: pretty reasonable uh, cost for the the license. But um, you know, what are your, I, I don't know. I mean, why should why right. should they have to have it in the first place? Then they have really? to bow
0: down to their uh, their rules.
1: Well, they, they you know likely they will do just such a thing.
0: The uh, somebody said the licensing fees are too expensive for a nickel and dime tournament, according to the American Legion commander. More on the way. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, including uh, we'll talk about the Pigeon Czar. Mark, you have got an email about uh, the dollar. That's right. New York City, they just don't have enough bureaucrats. Now they need a Pigeon Czar. We'll <laughs> tell you about it. It's, this is Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are for free. So enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who have failed to pay their bills. You may believe that this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all customers, um, consumers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So, if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. Sacle CAI. Weep reposition companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: So Monday was uh, the celebration of Veterans Day. And, of course, inevitably with Veterans Day comes a lot of people giving speeches and uh, waxing nostalgic about how they fought for our freedoms. And that's what they were told, but it's not really true. Um, apparently that's actually that that point, the fact that they haven't actually fought for freedoms. What they've actually been doing is fighting for the whims of politicians in washington dc that's been hammered home pretty hard for a few veterans uh some world war ii vets in Gardiner, maine were playing cribbage at their little rec hall you know the american legion post there uh five bucks got you into the game
1: and, and apparently it was a you know it, it got you in there and kept you in there at five dollars yeah,
0: for three hours you could just so play some cribbage. kind of,
1: I guess, tournament uh, cribbage tournament. and as I
0: understand it, you know, it. Yeah. winner takes the the pot home. This is a good time for people. You know, these gents are in their late eighties, that
1: sort of thing. Twenty guys, you got a hundred buck, hundred dollar pot. I mean, that, it feels good to take that home.
0: Right. Um, they are all doing Probably it split on a between two people. I right. don't to they were all that. doing it on a voluntary basis. Obviously, they didn't think anything was wrong. But then all of a sudden, the state comes in and starts making threats. Now they didn't come in and arrest these old gents, but they did tell them if you can continue playing without our state license if we don't grant you our seal of approval, then we're shutting you down, and so essentially they're shut down until they uh they purchase these licenses well, but they did uh, the the state did address, which I think is um you know it, as
1: far as I'm concerned, I think it's not so bad when you're talking about a seven dollar annual license to uh play these things at least they're they're responding that's not to freedom, demand mark I am, that's not freedom i agree with you i will agree with you that it's not freedom but at least they're responding to the marketplace by offering to to you know in these situations where there's low cost tournaments they're offering a low cost yeah
0: but as you pointed out mark the only reason why they're even talking about that is because these are old men World War II veterans, right? Probably because if it of War were you and veterans. I, or if it were some you know young kids that were doing this, the response would be completely different. So don't give these guys any credit. They're they're a bunch of thugs, and they want to get their peace. That's what's going on here. There's nothing there's nothing fundamentally fundamentally different here, uh, uh, from what the government is doing to what a gang would do. Okay, hey, you're gambling on our turf. We need our cut. You're right. If you were running numbers on. Uh you know, the, the gang's turf,
1: that the gang needs to, yeah, but absolutely want right. a, their piece of it.
0: Now, here's the sad part, is the veterans, their position, at first, when you start reading the article, you think, yeah, you know, they should be able to play these games, and yeah, I mean, anybody should be able to play those games, but their position is that veterans shouldn't have to pay fees to play games at their Legion halls. They've already paid their dues, said American Legion commander Bob McKay. These guys earned the privilege to play cribbage. So... You know, they could care less about standing up on principle and saying, hey, everybody should be able to play cribbage in America. Everybody should be able to go and gamble. It's their money. This is supposed to be a free country. We thought we were fighting for freedom, the freedom of everybody. We didn't join the military just so we could be in a privileged class, but that's what their position is. a lot of people
1: did join the military to be in a privileged class. They wanted to be able to... Purchase things low cost from the commissary. They, you know, they they want a lot of different things. Well, and those no, are
0: job perks and no one, versus long
1: long lifelong privileges. I think you um if you stay in there long enough that you can purchase from the commissary lifelong, but you know nobody nobody agrees um entirely on principle with you, Ian. You're never going to be happy with how somebody um. You know, necessarily states their case. I, I just would think that's sad. That
0: if they were fighting for freedom, they should have been fighting for everybody's freedom, not their freedom to be a veteran and have special privileges.
1: I would think that that would have a certain amount of strength if they would have at least included that statement in their, um, I, exactly in, the, in their, uh, little press release rather than just going on, well, let's, singly going on the fact that they're uh, military members.
0: Let's go to the phones, talk to Chris in Ann Arbor, listening on WAAM. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
8: Uh, well, let me first say that I uh, get your podcast. I've been listening for a couple years and I just turned on the radio and here you guys are. I'll How cool is that?
1: It. It's amazing.
8: Yeah. We so have our amplifiers
0: to think for that.
8: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys are expanding because, uh, you know, people really need this kind of stuff.
0: Well, we've been working it. on it for a long time, but really it's more thanks to uh, WAAM and uh, whatever station you're listening at locally. It's uh, In your area it's WAAM, so give them a call and uh, talk to the program director and tell them thanks because he's the one that made that happen, and he and the uh, general manager there.
8: Is it pretty recent?
0: Yeah, that's, that one of our newest, on that's one of our newest affiliates. We've only been on there oh. for a month or so.
8: Right on. Well, uh, what I called about, I'm a, I'm an electrician. I've been doing it about eight years yeah. and uh, I had a You know, get my time in, and then I was eligible to take a few tests. And, you know, now I'm a contractor. I got my master's. And I got the impression a while back from you guys you're kind of opposed to the licensing and whatnot because, you know, people can't do the work I do without the credentials I have legally.
1: Right, sure
8: know, I mean, electricity's dangerous stuff. You know? Absolutely, Absolutely. I, and, and
1: you—you've heard me. Say, it, it, maybe you haven't heard me um, say it on air, but I will say on, on air anytime time anybody, um, you know, brings it up. Look. Playing with the, I'll talk. We can talk um, hammers and nails. We can talk playing with concrete. But electricity is not a hobby. It is not for the homeowner. And you should hire a licensed um, electrician simply because that's w- what lets you know that those are the good ones out there.
0: But are you telling? And
8: I, and I say, yeah, that, that's good for the consumer. That they know that if somebody has the license, then they are qualified. It's bad you for know, the I mean, consumer.
0: Well, here's why it's bad for the consumer. It, it's bad because it places um, it places getting that license and you know puts you in a special class, a protected class of people that uh, if you, for whatever reason, don't want to jump through those hoops and you still are competent, you can't get that license. And of course, usually licensing is a process that keeps people out of businesses. It keeps competition from coming into the industry and thereby draw, driving prices down and service and quality up for consumers. We are absolutely in favor of certification. We're in favor of people like you going and getting independently certified to show that the, you know the National Association Association of Electricians has tested me, and I've shown that I am a you know expert electrician. That sort of thing. You could show that to people. Uh, be registered with the. But you know, that
1: organization would likely accept all kinds of different credentials, like you know perhaps knowing how to do electrical work rather than having to go get a master's degree or something like that. In it, sure. Well, so no, I
8: just you. I, I mean, I take a test through the state. You know, it's the state does all right. Right, and that's and the only one, problem. I mean, you, had,
1: you would agree that the state is a bunch of incompetent boobs that charge too much for their work, right?
8: Uh, yes.
0: Okay, then why in the world world
1: would you want such an important accreditation run through these idiots?
0: Yeah, exactly. What we need is uh, what we need is private, uh, essentially private groups to do the same job uh, on a voluntary basis. And it shouldn't be illegal for somebody to come and fix my electricity for me. Uh, you know, if I want to take that risk, I, I as a consumer should be free to take that risk. And people can take those risks anyway, with or without licensing. So really all we're advocating is for a voluntary system of certification instead of a mandatory coercive system of, system of licensing, which usually ends up doing nothing more than protecting long-running business interests and it sort of creates a good old boys club and that's not uh, healthy for the economy or the consumer or even the businessman. Thanks for the call, dude. Uh, 800-259-9231. You take control. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free. Live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, both for free at freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. All right, so I said we were going to talk about the pigeon czar. And of course, this is your show. You can bring up anything. And in the meantime, we bring up things that interest us, like New York City. It never ends, right? We've always, we've sort of asked the rhetorical question many a time when will it stop? When will they decide that, uh, when will they decide that we've had enough government? Well, just look to New York City for an example of how they never
1: will. Right. They absolutely never will. Government, by its very nature, is going to grow. It must
0: govern everything. And now they're going to govern pigeons. Well, more of uh, your interactions with pigeons. But there may be other things that they're going to do with the pigeons. Uh, For instance, uh, New York CBS News reporting, Too many pigeons in New York City. One solution, slap the hand that feeds them with a $1,000 fine. As CBS 2 has learned, it's all part of a plan that also creates one strange new city position. Don't feed the pigeons or else. A new pigeon plan is in the works that includes the creation of, get this, a pigeon czar. New York City is a smorgasbord for pigeons, but something could break that bread line. According to one of their city council members, quote, We hope people who are spending their time collecting old bread from bakeries to feed pigeons to poop on your head will stop. She, Ms. Felder, wants to uh, wants pigeon feeders. Is a bitter, wicked, shriveled-up old woman. Well, nobody likes being pooped on, that much is for sure, but uh, the but, idea but, that we need <laughs> the pigeon cops to uh, step in is pretty absurd. <laughs> it, it is, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, does this mean that,
1: I mean, how does it affect the uh, people poorly that the pigeons are fed? I mean, does that mean that there's more pigeons? Because the pigeons don't, some pigeons don't die of starvation, which I don't know if that happens or not, that... Oh, oh! Then you know there's it's increasing the population of pigeons. Is it I because guess. there's enough food available that more pigeons will move to the area? I mean, <laughs> what is it? What is it that she's uh, proposing here? And the other thing is, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that have a lot of different hobbies, mm-hmm. and a lot of those hobbies include. Animals, you know, whether it's bird watching or equestrian feed sports, or birds, anything. and tupping. the, you know, pigeons. <laughs> some people are excited about it. the the uh, the rock dove, as it is uh, more uh, accurately described, is uh, you know a lot of people enjoy observing this animal, and mm-hmm. I don't see why it should be so bad to feed them. I I, mean, I am with you. Wear a hat. <laughs> whereas, um, you know, on if you feed seagulls on the beach, on the other hand, somebody should shoot you.
0: Oh, I see. You just you're biased, aren't you? <laughs> well, the seagulls are, are are ornery little critters. They'll come. Pigeons and, aren't uh, as violent as a seagull. Not right? quite as violent as a seagull. Uh, all over New York, there are places that are virtual bird buffets. Says CBS 2. Pigeons scramble to get snacks out of horse feed buckets in Central Park. What is there to do about this problem? Maybe someday soon we'll get to ask the pigeons are. Uh one of the again the same councilwoman said, "Whether it's a pigeon warden, a pigeon czar, you can call him or her whatever you want, but some say creating a new layer of city government is for the birds. David Mendelbaum says it's more money and funding that taxpayers have to pay the pigeon czar's salary hasn't been worked out yet but you can bet it'll be pretty generous it Of course, is new, it's york, new city. york
2: city yeah
0: he's uh, a top level bureaucrat in new
1: york city and and there's czar in his name of course he has to be compensated well <laughs> but i councilman say he
2: because well maybe they'll give my little pigeon crown that he can wear
1: it may not be a him but it
0: will certainly be a man-sized paycheck
2: no pigeon comes into new york without him knowing
0: about it but councilman felder says the cost would be minimal because sanitation workers could do the job. Pigeon enthusiast Albert Sima says the city should forget about plans to bring hawks and falcons to scare pigeons away. <laughs> this isn't really like, like
1: rip the eyes out of New Yorkers. <laughs> I mean, these these plans to come in, <laughs> they always turn out poorly. I, I just don't understand why the politicians continue to do it time after time. Every time they uh, want to introduce some kind of animal to take care of some kind of other pest... It doesn't go well. No, it always goes, goes
0: poorly. Unintended consequences. You, know, the, you can't F with nature.
1: The best, the very best thing that they could do if they wanted to kill off pigeons is put somebody out there with a gun. Oh, can't have that in New York City. Though. I know it's too dangerous. Instead, let's introduce like cl- you know uh, falcons with big talons that uh, swoop you know, down and take some of these baby out of their carriage. That's or something.
0: fundamentally not any different than what's going on over in uh, I believe it's New Delhi, India. We reported on a story not too long ago that there's a certain type of monkey that has been terrorizing government buildings there. Uh, they've been going <laughs> in. Okay. Hmm? McKay. McK- McKay, okay. But the same. This, the approach from the bureaucrats was similar. They wanted to introduce bigger, stronger monkeys to chase away <laughs> the McKays. <laughs> and <laughs> same thing oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? He says the, uh, the city tried that before and it didn't work.
1: I do have some friends that live in New York City and I just can't wait to talk to them about uh, the, <laughs> the plans to introduce uh, <laughs> falcons to the city. And, you know, this is the crap that government comes up with.
0: But the pigeon enthusiast does have a plan of his own. He likes the idea to put out pigeon feed that is packed with birth control. He says, as long as it doesn't harm the animal. And yeah. you know what? If you I think want to... that's a, I have a reasonably good idea. I was thinking about quailudes, but close. If you want to, you can uh, do this on a voluntary basis. I mean, if people are so upset about the pigeons in New York City... It wouldn't be that hard to feed them birth control impregnated food on likely, a voluntary likely basis. Likely it wouldn't
1: be that darn expensive either. Right. I mean, you know, if people did it individually, it's going to cost uh, $14 for a five pound bag. Yeah. Right. Whereas the government if, will pay hundred. If well, the government may or may not get it for $14, but you can believe they're going to put some bureaucrat on the job who gets paid $60,000 who's got to go out and fill up all these bird yep. feeders and all that other stuff when the public does it. Yeah, you know the the labor's done for free and people feel good about doing it, so they're they're more fastidious. The, the public is the proper um
2: group to be handling. Yeah, you this. could have little vending machines all around that sell this birth control f- bird food. You could. <clears throat> I don't think it? you'd
1: you'd even need it. Um, likely it would be uh. Uh, you know, if, especially if they come up with some kind of sterilizing, um, you know,
2: bird food. But then, when they all die off, somebody will have a program to reintroduce, 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 bring back the pigeons to New dove. York.
1: Reintroduce the rock dove. You have to have a new name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save the rock dove. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mayor Michael Bloomberg chimed in, saying he hopes New Yorkers get the message loud and clear to stop feeding the pigeons.
1: Michael Bloomberg can bite it. Yes.
0: Ah. <sighs> Just madness. I mean, there's never, there's never a lack for a, a crazy story to come out of New York City about some new nutty government law, regulation, or whatever. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Brian in Texas is on the line. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. What's going on, my first time listener?
2: What's on your mind tonight? Uh, hey, Brian. You're probably uh, shocked. What I
11: want to know is that you were speaking about uh, city council in, in New York that wants to implement uh, programs oh. to control the dove population there, but I don't know if you're aware that there are many, many, many city ordinances being passed across the country right now, uh, trying to criminalize the homeless. And uh, I live in a town right now that, as a matter of fact, just amended their city code to require the homeless to purchase a hundred and fifteen dollar city permit in order to panhandle. <laughs> I think that's a lot more serious what? issue than to, to a just permit
0: get. for panhandling. Now, I think panhandling is a bad idea, and I think that uh, you know they shouldn't be doing that on private property. Certainly. Uh, but if a homeless well, person wants to go live is, in the is, woods is, somewhere, who cares? It's well, a... see, homelessness
11: in and of itself is not illegal, but you can criminalize your conduct, like asking for money in public places, sleeping in public places, so you're essentially taking away their livelihood. And this town is a more affluent town, and, and they don't want to have this image of having some type of homeless people, but most homeless people... Can you them? Are tra- and uh And, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I'm a member of the National Coalition for the Homeless, and they rate... Uh, many cities across the country like this, and, and we're seeing a, a I'm very I'm not sure that I would
1: trend. watch a, rating, a, a good rating from that organization. I mean, you know, what What do homeless people really do for the community? When, uh, if I'm owning a business, and uh, some guy who smells like pee is out there, <laughs> b- you know, bothering b- customers out in front of my my uh, business, I mean, yes, I'm going to call the police. Hey, buddy, I've got
0: a permit. I can be here. <laughs> yeah, great. Right. We give a permit. <laughs> Hang on, dude. We'll bring you back. You can tell us more about your uh, little homeless coalition. 800 259 What it means. Um, If you can defend homelessness, I'd I'd be interested to hear the argument. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. and Wayne and Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com the features there for free. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk live, then join up as an amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, and for as little as three bucks a month, you can help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country, and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Uh, so head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP only, call-in lines, chat room, forums, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about... Homelessness. It came out of nowhere. I mean, this is how the show works. You can call in, bring anything up. And uh, Brian in Texas, uh, who is uh, I think black, back on the line with us. Brian, are you there? Yes, right here. Now you said first of all you're brand new listener to the show. I uh, would like to invite you to stick with us. There's a there's a lot we can't tell you in one show. So there's uh, I I hope that you'll stick with the show, despite the fact that we might disagree with you on the homeless thing. Though I'm not even sure if we will. What is the uh, coalition for? I've
11: got. your past shows, uh, download it onto my Zoom so I can get up to date.
0: Oh, cool, cool. Now, what is this a national – was it the National Coalition for the Homeless?
11: Yes, uh, they're an advocacy group for the homeless, and the uh, Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development actually gathers much of their statistics from the studies that the National Coalition of the Homeless does.
0: What do you want and, uh, to see happen? What are the goals of the National Coalition for the Homeless?
11: Well, our main goal is to raise an awareness that homeless people – aren't homeless because they want to be and they're not homeless because they're alcoholics or they're drunk so they have some kind of mental depravity and i think that's the stigma that people place on the homeless why do, do you think that they're off?
1: homeless then if they don't if it's not because
9: they're well,
11: there, there addicted. are many many reasons why someone becomes homeless they lost their job housing market boom they they in some cases did turn to drugs or alcohol but but simply because a, a, a large number of homeless people are alcoholics and drug addicts doesn't mean that's why they were homeless and
8: and it doesn't no, certainly why they are homeless.
1: It, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that necessarily, but I mean they're certainly getting included there um, in, in that group. And there's a difference between being homeless and being a bum. Do you know? I mean like
11: Well, you see again there's that stigma again. And and if there are people who want to be homeless, it's it's probably less than one percent of the entire population of the homeless people. I think the the problem with homelessness has gotten Is that a based lot of on hands.
0: speculation or based on actual surveys of homeless people?
11: Based on the actual survey, of I'm
0: homeless. sure they would love
1: somebody to come along and give them a house that they can track. Well,
11: anybody, anybody would love someone to come along and give them a house. But right. no one wants to be homeless. And, and I think, like I said, the problem has gotten so far to hand that now the only way to help the homeless, like it or not, is to actually help the homeless, regardless of how many. Uh, I
0: think, that, uh, I think that uh, that helping the homeless is a fine thing to do. I think there absolutely are people that have had situations come up in their lives that have resulted in awful things happening. Could have been a combination of things between you know some uh, something financial compared uh, mixed with uh, family disaster, someone dying, uh, money earner, breadwinner, that sort of thing, uh, g- being caught off guard. I think there's all kinds of different stories that you're going to hear out there, and I yes. think that but, uh, that.
11: but with all due respect, sir, uh, I, I didn't call in to argue back and forth about why someone is homeless or how to help but My, my, my call was to uh, just maybe talk about, maybe some of the other callers I live in a city where their city council have passed these ridiculous city ordinances like this, prohibiting homeless people from sleeping in parks or or, or in forest areas or requiring them to purchase a home, uh, a permit, with some asinine amount that they can go sure. panhandle. You know, and the problem but, is... Uh,
1: wait, wait a second. Like, I, I, I can't agree with you on that particular thing because there's organizations like the Salvation Army which will offer a place to sleep. I've taken tours of the Salvation Army. I know for sure what they'll offer in the particular community where I took the tour.
11: Well, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I've, I've worked extensively with homeless people in the past and in right. Hawaii.
1: And right, now I've and the, the biggest problem with homeless people people um, you know that the faces that homeless people faces in fact the homeless people you know they're just they 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 make all the wrong decisions and you know i i i i gotta say i don't want homeless people sleeping in the woods i don't want homeless people sleeping on park benches
11: well if, if someone's homeless it has got to be some degree of, of lack of education because you, you know in this country the gap between the super rich and super poor is is farther than probably any other country in the A world. A lot of
1: cops will take um, the homeless people right to the Salvation Army and say, "Look, here's the place you go, and um, you know this—they'll help you get on your feet."
0: Right, and I think that uh, I don't think that um, there's necessarily an argument going on here, and if you perceive no, I, that there is one I going hope not. on, I think you're mistaken. I think that you'll find that we are in favor of helping people that need help. the, the, the that's thing why I give to the Salvation Army. Right, the thing is that the Salvation Army is the best organization out there, and other voluntary charities are the best way to help homeless people, not government laws or government regulation or government welfare and that sort of thing. And it doesn't sound like that's what you're adv- advocating, so I don't well, think no,
11: The so best way to help the homeless people is to end this negative stigma that Everyone has towards homeless
0: people. Well, like the homeless saying, people, the homeless
11: like, well, no, the homeless
0: people can help themselves by, you know, not, uh, you know, urinating well, on themselves. They're and- homeless. Well, yeah, they can. <laughs> they can still help themselves to an extent. That's why they can go to the Salvation Army get themselves cleaned up, find a job, and get back on their feet. If they don't, if they refuse to go to the Salvation Army or they drop out of the Salvation Army's program, then they're obviously not interested in helping themselves. So, you know, it really depends on what they want to do. If, uh, you know, you want to be dirty and stinky and walk around like that, there's going to be a stigma attached to you, whether you like it now, or not. My I'm friend. against um, the,
1: the. I'm really largely against public property in general. Which that's is, the problem. Is here. most of the this, what this problem is, if there weren't parks, then um, you know there wouldn't government be a dispute. Parks. If, if, I, if I want parks. bums to sleep on my front lawn, then I should be allowed to do such a thing. If I want them to sleep in my backyard, Absolutely. they should be allowed. If I if if I want to let them sleep wherever it is, that they should be allowed totally. to do that.
0: And there are people who do that. And that's yep. the way it should be. We need to get rid of this concept of public property in the first place, and the problem of homelessness will inevitably uh, follow uh, follow suit. It will go away eventually as uh, private property becomes uh, the norm instead of this public property stuff. Hopefully you'll stick with us and call us again sometime. Thanks for the call, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Roger in Santa Cruz, listening on KSCO. Hey, Roger.
5: Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? What's Good, sir. What's on your mind? Um, I just, along with this pigeon thing... Um, yes, have you? I don't know. I you know, out here in California, we only hitched the last hour of the show, so I don't know if you talked about it earlier. But do you know that we had this big oil spill out in the San Francisco Bay? right? Yeah, I
0: heard about that. Yeah.
5: Um, there was people arrested for uh, cleaning up the oil that was washing up on the beaches.
1: Why? Whoa. Yeah.
5: Any, were, any explanation? Well, it, pardon?
1: Any explanation as to why they would arrest someone for trying to clean up the oil? Um,
5: well, the I read a couple reports. I mean, from the newspaper. Um, I don't know how accurate they are, but apparently, like they were told not to do it, and they continued to do it anyways. Why were Is they it told not the to clean EPA up? Because
0: the EPA has to be the one to do the it. The
5: EPA has to be Fingers. because it's a hazardous same material. Same thing with
0: the FEMA thing, Mark. It's the same thing where FEMA says, oh, oh, "Oh, get your water and ice out of this disaster area. We don't want you here helping. It's our job to help people." Yeah, I'm exactly. That
5: sort of and that's that's kind of that you were ta- you were talking about putting um um birth control and pigeon feed and mm-hmm. feeding to the pigeons, I'm I'm pretty sure the government would say something along the same lines. They'd probably is, charge you with animal cruelty this.
0: for poisoning the yeah, animals. you're probably something. right. It's I okay are right. Yeah, it's okay when the government does it, but when you do the same thing, it's uh, problematic. Roger, we're short on time, but thanks for the call. we got to make it to uh, a couple more calls here. Tim in Connecticut, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Tim. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind?
2: Hey, Tim. Hey, I'd like to comment on
4: a drag race incident I seen a few weeks ago on the television. A okay. what?
0: Uh, you, a drag racing incident. Okay.
11: Yeah, we see a tire blew out and killed a few black folks, and they were talking about how it was racist.
1: Uh, why, would the, why would that be racist? That's absurd. They
11: said that the blacks shouldn't be at the uh, race turf and see.
1: I don't believe that
0: anybody who said that still has a job. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's well, nuts. I don't
11: know. It was on some television.
0: Uh, racism is despicable and disgusting. Thanks for bringing it up. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark.
4: Yes, I want to know. I got a question. Why is bartering illegal? Bartering is
1: illegal. A lot of organizations, uh, you know, uh, use barter as uh, exchange methods Is it illegal in Maryland?
4: No, it's just I've heard the word that bartering is illegal. Mm-mm. Maybe it's because you can't pay taxes on it or something. I oh, absolutely!
1: You, uh, the, the government has systems for um, paying taxes on barter. I was uh, in. Maybe was, it's when you barter was, without the knowledge of the government. I probably, if you don't pay taxes on it, it's illegal. But I was in part of a group called the International Barter Exchange, where businesses would exchange their services with each other um, through this organization. The organization would quantify and value that um, amount, and then mm-hmm. you would pay taxes. For that value that you uh, received.
0: Well, that is the great thing about barter, though, for the most part, is you can get away with bartering if you aren't using the barter exchange and you're just agreeing with somebody to trade something. Yeah, it's black market. There, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely out of the uh, the, the realm market, of government. Yeah, you don't have to report those things. So I think that's what you're talking about. If you just somehow somehow get caught for doing it, I suppose it could be illegal if you didn't report it to the IRS, but who cares?
2: You know. Also, some people also incorrectly use the term barter when they're really talking about um, negotiating with somebody uh, for price. Have you heard people do that? You asking me? Yeah. Uh, I, no, I've I'm, heard people use that term. Oh, that I, would I, be I, haggling. I, yes, exactly. Yeah. That'd be haggling. But I've heard a lot of people use the term bartering in, in, instead of haggling. So they're using the word barter improperly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about actual barter exchange of goods.
4: Um. Yeah, like, you know, the old barter system. I mean, I've, I've heard stories that people get arrested because it's illegal.
0: I have never heard anything like, like that. I think they have to be really overt. i got to yeah. say
1: that it's not, it's just not so. I
0: think if they're running maybe a barter exchange without, you know, doing whatever the IRS requires of them to do in order to do that, that might be problematic. But otherwise, there's no way the government could know if you're trading one thing for another with another person. I say go to it. Thanks for the call. We'll be back tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.